And we're back. I'm James. This is the Grizz Fan Podcast. I'm Luke. I'm Mike. I'm Brent. And I'm James. Oh, James. 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 Well, first of all, I, I, when pulling up to the house, I noticed a very nicely uh, shoveled sidewalk. Are you shoveling yet? No. You doing chores yet like this? There was a Nugent child that helped shovel. <laughs> <laughs> Was it Hannah? <laughs> nice work, Hannah. Hannah making sure the pod audience knows she gets due credit. Wow, that's amazing. You made your little sister shovel, James. <laughs> James looks like Kyle and me after the Grizz Cat game right now. Yeah, James. Yeah. James has got a rough night, bro. We toughed it out the whole game. You did great. What was the uh, What was the coldest part of the game? Um, probably the end of the second quarter. Right? The second when quarter the that took forever. Yeah. It just went on and on. Those snowflakes were huge. But then we went, James and I found, uh, you know, noodles at halftime and all was well. Oh, yeah. mm, some warm nudes. Yeah. Everybody else went what? home. <laughs> all right. Anything else you thought of the game? No, not really. Who would be your uh, MVP? On offense. Hmm. I don't really know. Hmm. It's either McDowell or McDowell. McDowell or McDowell. It's got to be McDowell, yeah. right? Although, I want to give it to Shaver. Oh, yeah, yeah. And obviously, Shaver. you know, he had his his um, once per game holding call, and that's fine. But uh, <laughs> that that touchdown was awesome. It was, it was right in front of us, and he just popped the DB Rolled and over fell the backwards, yeah. and he's you know, carried the next guy into the end zone. It's kind of fun to see a real big boy tight end touchdown like that. Watching the clips uh, on Twitter, I'm just really sad we couldn't get Marty Morningwig announcing that. There's <laughs> <laughs> a big fella. <laughs> Pow! <laughs> oh, my God. Um, did anything surprise you about this weekend? What about the Bobcats game? Big smile on his face. I was going to say, who I predicted cats. Who was the other cat? I predict, I predict Mike and me. Too. All right. Winner's corner. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, yeah. Missed extra point, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Blocked, yeah. But, yeah. That's the way it goes. You know that the, the guy that blocked the extra point is a backup offensive lineman who I don't know had played much this year at all, if I read correctly, but they cr- inserted him funny. in the um, special teams um, kick block this week. So the, this guy's a senior. He's an offensive lineman. And my understanding of the story is, is he never really played that position before. And he blocked the kick as a senior after being a program guy to win the game. But he's like six foot eight or yeah. something. Oh, wow. Yeah. So they're like, Let, let's yeah. put the six eight guy up just, the gut. Just raise your arms. With a kicker that like can't kick. I've, I've been thinking about this a little bit is, you know, like a, a guy like Wemby? Yeah. Could you just have him occupy a roster spot? And, you know, you bring him out on field goals or, like, if it's a really long field goal, you know, sometimes the, the football only clears the upright by a couple feet. You just put him underneath the goalpost and he can jump up and, like, block it. Yeah. would That would be legal, right? Yeah, you just can't jump. You can't touch 
the the snapper. You got to clear him completely. Yeah, but if you just went straight up, you can do that. I'm talking about putting that guy in the end zone. Oh, okay. Oh, oh like to reject because he could because he could cover like four or five <laughs> feet. That would that would technically be legal. Yeah. James, what about this idea? You know, like the the cheerleaders. You know how like they you can throw those those like hundred pounder hundred pounders in the air. <laughs> yeah. Could you get like a little trapeze artist of a dude? Throw him two dudes, and you throw them, vault them up in the air when the Hit when the, the field goal gets booted, and the hope is he swats it out of the air. Would that be legal? I don't see why not. I feel like you'd. Um... Open yourself up to fakes because you have these guys. That not, <laughs> That's true. Too far from the line of scrimmage, and they'd be like, "Oh, we have an eleven on nine advantage." <laughs> yeah, that's fair. There's that. There's that. Yeah, yeah. Nothing hasn't been thought about. Yeah, um, James, we'll get you out of here because I know you're not feeling great. The greatest. Do you want to? Do you want to pick like your flu game? Do you want to pick a couple games quick? Villanova goes to South Dakota State. SDSU. North Dakota State goes to South Dakota. We play the winner. If we win, our game plays the winner. I'd have to go with South Dakota. Okay. Albany goes to Idaho. Albany. All right. Furman comes to Montana. Montana. All right. We had a couple quick questions for you. Did you make it on the Jumbotron? Kind of. on the big screen? kind of. Hannah... In her with her Minnie Mouse coat ears, made it on the jumbotron. Nice. And the rest of us were kind of sitting down, and she rocked it. <laughs> As again, she pokes her head in to make sure that she gets credit for this. <laughs> All right, we got a question that uh, Grandma Nugent doesn't want to hear, so we'll skip to the last one that says, "James, what is the best place to go sledding in Missoula?" I feel like it had to be one of those like big hills, like like Blue Mountain, maybe. University Golf Course Sledding Hill is a little underrated. They got a good one out there. I don't know that I've ever taken three. you to the University Golf Course Sledding You got to kind of walk back to it, but that's, where I, that's the sledding hill I grew up on. All right, dude. Uh, those are the questions. Anything else you want to add? No. All right. Hey, thanks for powering through, helping us win a championship this game. This is how champions are made, James. Power through, even when you're sick. <laughs> Something's going on there. Yeah, well, I was just looking at his watch that was saying things that I don't understand. <laughs> oh, man. There's nothing there. James, how do you feel about Niners handled business today, right? Yeah. Did you watch that game? Yeah. Should the Philadelphia security chief, should, have been, should he have been ejected? No. No? You don't think so? I oh. like him. You like the security chief? That's amazing. Why? Oh I have serious oh questions. Is he just doing his job? Oh my God, come on. We got a Packer game on. <laughs> you, don't th- you think that the guy that has nothing to do with the game, right on the sideline, that makes contact with the opposing team's player, shouldn't have been ejected? Who initiated the contact, though? It was the Niner. Greenlaw. Yeah, see? Wow. This is, we're, he went mm, like this. No. We are, on, we are on opposite sides. I like this, this, James. This is fair and balanced, James. I appreciate this guy. Oh. <laughs> lordy, lordy, lordy. Oh, James man. kept calling me after every touchdown. It was great. I watched the watched the Niners game was sampled today. And saw Coulter. Coulter came minutes. through, right? Yeah. Married Coulter. 
Ah, congratulations! Congrats, to, Coulter, to our longest podcast, Coulter, on his wedding. <laughs> All right, love you, buddy. Okay, buddy, get some rest. PD Light's gonna help you. Yep. See, he trust he knows me. What he's talking about. I've been there before. <clears throat> See, dude. All right. It's Trooper. Kept missed, stuffing it out. Missed yeah. basketball and a birthday party today. Dang. But he didn't miss the pod. Didn't miss the pod. That's championship mentality. It's about the longest he's been out of his bed all day. Oh. <laughs> woke up not feeling good, huh? Yeah. Well, yeah, woke up in the middle of the night. Duh. Duh. Yeah. Um, uh, but you, you know your son, your kid is sick when they... Don't even complain about not getting to go to things you know they want to go to. Yeah. So, like, missing a birthday party. A birthday like, missing party? basketball practice, he's kind of bummed about a birthday party, you know. Just didn't even – he just couldn't do it. Oh, yeah. It's like as a parent, you can, a lot of times you can tell when they're faking or whatever. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. be like, well, I think I could still go to the, <laughs> the back, there was, birthday there was, party. There was no faking. <sighs> Touchdown. So, Packers. I feel like we, we've got the uh, <clears throat> we've got the Packers game on. Because this is what we do when one of our be, teams plays. I'm going to be shouting random things. Plays on uh, nice. on the night we're recording, uh, but I feel like about a month and a half ago when we were recording, I just said that they needed to sit Jordan Love for a game or two, yeah. or just give him more time. Yeah, and he's actually looked pretty good this month. He's playing pretty well. I mean, we'll see how this game goes. You know, Packers up twenty-one twelve now, but he's been playing awesome the last uh, four weeks now. So yeah, that's kind of nice. I had uh, I, well, uh, a lot of people that listen to the pod follow me on Twitter, and I had to pull the receipts on myself after the Thanksgiving Lions game, and I retweeted about uh, ten of my tweets saying, <laughs> "Draft a quarterback and fire the coach and do all this stuff," and they're <laughs> turning it around. So I can even be a dumbass on Twitter sometimes too. We know, um, <laughs> but, but unlike anybody in your life, we don't want anyone to take away your phone because <laughs> it matters. But I do want to give a shout out because, um, you know, scanning the crowd, which was a lot of fun. There's yeah. somebody had a great sign that said "Blame Delaware" from the South Park episode. Yeah, with yeah. The, yeah you know, and yes. and I was trying to take a snap a picture of it, and he was sitting like kind of perpendicular to me yeah a, you know a different section a different part of the stadium right and but he kind of noticed that i take a picture so he ho- held it up <laughs> and this person follows the pod because i posted it from the from the twitter account i said this is our favorite one so far and this guy brandon webster responded and said that's my sign yeah that's awesome and he also said go pack go to Brent." there we go <laughs> no. he had a second sign though too, he did right? he had yeah. his which this was impressive because he had this sign of a random dude and so and tonight, that made the screen i think i felt like it made the big screen too yeah might have and tonight Anyways, keep going <laughs> he said um I said, what's, what's the other guy? And he responded, he said, well, I've watched every game with him since the NAU game. We didn't watch that one together. You know how that went, but he couldn't come. So we needed to make sure he was at the game. <laughs> and so the giant picture of his buddy, and he'd hold it up. <laughs> Again, it worked. Yeah, I mean, you got to do what you got to do. Brent golfed on Saturday morning. Championship mentality. Friday, I got the golf ball around the park. Friday, you golfing is going to be a little bit tougher, but it's got to be outside. Oh, we're going to be good. Well, we'll be fine. Don't worry. All right. We got a plan. Mike, have you been doing anything unique? You know what? I've just been not stressing out about it. But I did wear my um, K 
candy ass shirt again. Mm-hmm. Okay. But speaking of shirts, a friend of the pod, <laughs> yes. stopped by and made great shirts that I have not told my mother about. Oh, no. Um, and uh, boy, sure, James cannot wear to school. Cannot wear to school, but he was beaming. <laughs> For the listeners who don't follow us on Twitter, there's just these awesome maroon shirts with uh, big bold lettering down the front that says, Cats are ass. <laughs> That's it. And um, a lot of a lot of people on Twitter really like them. Oh, it's just solidified gosh. that we need to get our uh, t-shirt store with the NIL collective set up. Yes, yes, start raising some money for them. Because, um, you know, we got we got some ideas. And there's some followers out there. Yeah. <laughs> Stuff to be had. Oh, my God. That was so funny to see that. That was like, you text us Saturday morning, right? Yeah, because he, he, well, not even Saturday morning, like Saturday afternoon, he just texted. He's like, hey, have you left for the game yet? And I was like, no. He's like, I want to swing something by that I think will be good for your social media later. I was thinking like, oh, man, what on oh earth? God. He's like, for you and James. And he pulls up. It's like, man. <laughs> That's awesome. That is awesome. I think we had people responding to the post too, being like, "I want to go. I want to buy that." Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Speaking of the cats being ass, how freaking awesome was it to watch them lose? Love it. Love it. That game was. It was back and forth. I mean, I feel bad for Tommy. uh, Yeah, I was gonna say I feel bad for Tommy because it's like I, I, you can't hate that kid. Like he's such a great kid, great player, heart. Well, just plays. I mean. And I will say, and he was having an awesome. awesome I was going to say, like to the to the frustrations we've heard from some of the cat fans, they were calling a much better game for his strength. Absolutely, like, and they started out earlier in the game doing the same thing they were against Montana, like calling these like flies on third and long and stuff like that. But then they started actually running slants, and he was nailing it. Yeah, but. Tommy's probably having, I, I don't know, I don't follow him well enough to be like a career game, but like definitely probably his best game of the season passing-wise. Yeah, he, I mean like. They blended it well. Yeah, but, so. uh, you know, they're kick, they've had kicking issues all year, and it just came Wolf. back and get him. That's Wolf. too bad. Two missed field goals, blocked extra point to lose the game. You know, and I feel bad for that kid. Uh, it kind of reminds me of, you know, the, the fumble against Cats a handful of years ago. Oh, it's like, yeah. yeah. You just feel bad for these kids that you know like 18 19 20 21 years old for sure and that's a lot of pressure and to just you know have it not go your way that's tough it's real tough like we know it's just a game but that you know that that stuff sticks with you it does i mean even yeah i mean you compete at all like you felt nerves and as an adult kid, with like no real consequences right but right like you, you know, thousands of people are watching. Tens of thousands of people are watching you. <laughs> like, oh, it's it makes it really hard. I think sometimes to bet on sports, mm. knowing mm-hmm. how young these kids are. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you're gonna have to hit a field goal or make a free throw in March Madness, or you know, like a number of things. And mm-hmm. you're like, ah, how prepared are these dudes? <laughs> Wait, wait. No, I, I got nothing. Got All right. Try to take, take a photo here, but I'm not I'm not artistic. Mike, make right. sure you get your awards in that picture. God, let's not. Let's not. Can we talk about that? Can we talk about let's that? Let's not. <laughs> There's some hardware in front of you right there, Mike. Yeah, there was a, a gala on Friday. I got some sympathy uh, awards. 
Mike, Mike is the 2024 Realtor of the Year. Uh, and then the, what is it? What's this other one? The Realtor's Choice. It's the popularity contest. Oh, Mr. Popular. Anyway, moving on to things more important. Congrats, Michael. Thank you. Congrats, sir. Uh, moving on. You know, We're you done talking about the cats. Cats lost. Their season's over. No cat grizz, too, because of the cats. Although I will Thank tell God. you. So during their game that we were kind of watching back and forth with some of the other playoff games, which, again, I'm just going to shout out. I love having all the playoffs on ESPN+. Plus. Like, yeah, it's pretty mm-hmm. great. It's to be great. able to just switch back and forth and see things. But I actually started to get kind of excited for... Uh, Chris Cat too. Oh my god! Like as long as that thing happens in like the semifinal, and I mean it's like it would have probably been a live uh, national TV game. Probably would have been a night game because that's the way the playoffs seem yeah. to go. So this you know Cat Grizz, perfect atmosphere, in Missoula. Like it would have been awesome. Ugh. Now it also would have been stressful as all hell. <laughs> yeah, but you know it was funny because what the Cats want to play. 7-0, and then maybe 14-7. And I tweeted, NDSU is washed. Yeah, that aged really well. Mm-hmm. Well, it's funny because, you know, there, there's there's the, the poorly aged tweets, but then there's people that know the reverse jinx tweets where you're like, this is a lock. Like, shout out to Bear Tycoon because he, he is the master of this where he's like, I 100% guarantee this team is winning this game. <laughs> no doubt about it. <clears throat> And it's kind of funny because actually the two of the most tweets I've had where people have dunked on me have been about North Dakota State playing Montana State uh, because so this one it was funny because it, it ended and I was I was doing a bunch of other stuff throughout the day and I pull up and I have a whole bunch of mentions and it's all these annoying ass North Dakota State fans are like how'd that go somebody even tagged old takes exposed I'm like oh, okay, <laughs> the worst one though is when the cats lost to. North Dakota State in the national title three years ago, two years ago. Mm-hmm. And I tweeted something like, North Dakota State's going to have a hard time maintaining this MSU offense. And a Packers writer, who's an NDSU <laughs> grad, retweets it. And then for the next like year and a half, would occasionally retweet it and be like, I keep thinking about this being the dumbest tweet I've ever read. Oh, <laughs> my word. And then, like, because he's, like, a big Packers writer. His name's, like, Ross Uglum or something. And then, like, there'd be all these Packer fans who were like, what a fucking idiot. And I'm like, oh, my God. And, like, and I was just trying to do the reverse jinx. It worked. So, you know, it's, again, I'm taking one for the team. I'm getting dunked down by my pro team's writers. But we kept the Cats from winning the national titles. So that's all that matters. I mean, I don't have much to add. I got <laughs> blocked by Tim Kawakami a long time yeah, ago. Yeah, he did. But we got you unblocked. But I, we, I, I bought my unblock when he switched to the athletic. He, uh, <laughs> he, he did a thing where you could prove that you uh, subscribed to the athletic and you'd get unblocked. Well, oh, my God. I've been pretty good since. <laughs> <laughs> it was real soft. I don't. I remember what I got blocked for. It was no. He, he's soft. Oh, man. That's funny. <laughs> well, are you guys dried out yet? Holy cow. Uh no. Oh my no. god. That, I feel like I I woke up cold. Right? Like so yeah. I didn't get home and go to bed until really late, but Yeah, it was about like quarter to one for me. I should have taken like a hot shower or something cuz I like peeled <laughs> off all the layers and I was dry. But I was like, you know, like bone cold yeah, and like yeah. you get in bed and you're covered up. 
but you're still like your body's still very cold and i was like yeah huh and i feel like there's there's something that happens to you where you're just tired like you're more tired yeah yeah just having to sit in the cold oh man yeah i the only other game i can think of where just like the 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 weather was such a just like it just was that weber road game oh playoff game Actually, that's a good comparison because that that also had that wet it was snowing snow. and that turned into rain yeah. and it turned back into snow and it was just, ugh. man. But boy, the second quarter, like that snow was as wet as I really ever remember. <laughs> At halftime, I was joking with people because I rocked cloth gloves. It wasn't I'm, supposed to snow during the game. And I wore jeans. Like I had a layer on underneath. That's exactly like, what I wore. And I'm out there and I'm like, why? Did I wear blue jeans <laughs> when it was gonna snow? And I'm like, I am like, this is like, it's like I'm new here. I don't know what I'm doing. Oh god, I was soaked immediately. But the game was so fun. I didn't. It didn't really like. It didn't. I wasn't miserable in the stands. Were you guys? No, I was just having fun. No, the game. I. It was great. Yeah. I think people thought I was crazy because I always for the playoff games I I like to wear grizz colors and none of my like giant winter coats are grizz colors. So I always like six layers seven layers and so like there's some weatherproof stuff underneath it but like the top layer was one of my qb club jackets that was like a couple years ago and it was not just, waterproof it just breathes and it's really like the well snow <laughs> is just like sticking to it so like after every player of two plays i'd be like brushing my shoulders off and i'm sure like people were thinking like this guy's crazy yeah yeah like i'm not a skier or a snowboarder but i've got some like snowboarding pants just for for like outdoor games in the fall. That's I mean, oh my in the god. Winter. What the hell? Sorry. We're we're encouraging Brent's bad habits by having the screen up this here. This is awful. Yeah. Um Oh my god. Uh Yeah, no, I've got a pair of waterproof pants and I ski like once or twice a year and that's it, but uh yeah, I wear more degrees games. But I didn't do it. Just stupid. We all make Swear decisions. Yeah. <laughs> What's the weather supposed to be like Friday night? Did you guys check the forecast? Low 30s, cloudy, but no. Maybe snow currently. earlier in the day. Yeah. But What so. do you guys think about night game Friday? I like it. I'm actually excited about it. I know Bobby, after the game in the press conference, was like, I hope it's Saturday. He probably wanted it to be noon because Bobby thinks that football should be played at noon mountain time. <laughs> <laughs> Funny thing, I was just... But, a lot of his wins, big wins, have been night games, night games. against ranked teams. So. But <laughs> to me, like, Furman's got to fly across the country. It's a short week already. Yeah. Yep. Like, I think it sets up great for Montana. I like it, too. And then, because, and then the other thing, too, and you can't get too far ahead of yourself because, you know, they can lose a game to Furman and it's over. But I think uh, we're the only Friday game, right? So then we actually carry an extra day of rest. If in we the win, following week. Yeah, whoever wins our game. Week. So we then have a day, an extra day. So, yeah. Yeah. And both us and Furman are playing on the same rest schedule. And, you know, like you said, they've got to fly. So, yeah. Yeah. Not not even fly short distance. Cross damn country. Flight. Yeah. It's like an eight-hour flight or something. Somebody after the game was talking about, like, Delaware probably didn't leave Missoula until, like, two in the morning. Yeah, probably not. Because it's like that game ended at like 11. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, so it's like 
let's just say best case scenario, they are completely packed up an hour and a half. And I'm talking about secure, like cool equipment, all that. Like the players might have bust out. They got to get to the airport for their charter plane. But charter planes, you still have to go through security. No, not, it's not, not like airport security, but it's like they have to go through. It's like 10%, ten, I was told, after the first flight. Oh, that's not so bad. But anyway, it's still a thing. And they probably fed them. And then how long is the flight well, from Missoula to Delaware? So wherever they are. And let's say they leave at two, they're going to show up and you lose two on hours. East Coast time. So it's like really four. It's like when nine you in leave. the morning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're still having the. Like right it's now, funny. they're just sitting there just having a crappy day. Yeah, it's just like that whole. Oh, that's a brutal schedule. I remember someone telling me a story from when the Grizz went to James Madison to beat James Madison. That was 08, right? And then they had to, but then the national title game was the next the weekend. Next week. And someone had told me that on Thursday or Friday, Colt Anderson told them he still didn't have his legs back. Like from the game and the travel in the back and the fourth and the short. And it was like, he just, he didn't, he didn't feel that juice back in his legs. And so it's an influencing factor, like the travel and all that and all the missed time and the, the short turnarounds and all those things. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Who knows? But I I'm excited. You know, this is playoff football. It's the latest we've hosted a game since 2011, right? Because we yes. hosted in the quarterfinals in 2011. This is the right. Northern Iowa game, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's an interesting one to bring up. <laughs> or pointed out a UNI player from that 2011 game um, didn't have nice things to say about our fan base. Just said it was like his worst experience ever, or something. So I mean, that's that's okay though. I mean, yeah, whatever. He kind of took it on a path to yeah. unintelligent and racist, I believe is what yeah. he said. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. I didn't. But I'm see trying this. to recall. I feel like there was some rumor of some incident in the tunnel after that game, but then it was when they looked into it more. It was like not it didn't happen. I don't remember. Yeah. I don't know. We beat the hell out of them. I was going to say, I just remember their coach was a big whiner, and you talk about like an attitude that leads to not being able to control your team, and that was that. That was there. Speaking of not being able to control teams, you see what happened at the end of the Sac Sac State State game? game? I didn't. What happened? They got in like a fight, and their number nine, what's it, Fulcher or something like that? Oh, the running back threw a punch. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I didn't even see this. Yeah, yeah. You must not. Really pay attention Are to the Grizz Fan Pod Twitter account. I, uh, <laughs> one of us retweeted it. I think it was Luke. I think it was Luke. Yeah. It was, yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah. I found it. We got it out there. But I pull it up. Um, interesting. And it just made me think of like at the end of the first half in their game against us when they're all yelling at each other and freaking out. And it's like, boy, yeah. that was a team that did not have any discipline. Fascinating. Well, I did see right there starting quarterback was knocked out of the game, if I remember correctly, right? Yes. Sacramento's. Sacramento's. Yeah, and they didn't go to the guy who also played and has started. Freshman. I don't know if he's hurt. They went to Camp, who actually used to be a South Dakota QB. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. And he was in the middle of that whole ruckus. So it was probably some of his old teammates were kind of pointing out. Oh, you know, hey, you you quit on us, and, and <laughs> here, here we are. <laughs> we ended your season. Wow, 
Started from the bottom, now we're here. Because <laughs> that is Come the down, uh, theme of the South Dakota coyote season. Yeah, that's, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Well, outside of the cold and the snow, it wasn't that cold, I guess, but just the wet snow. There was an, it was an oddly like fun and s- seemingly kind of uncharacteristic Grizz win, didn't it? Yeah. Like, <clears throat> the cat game and multiple wins before a lot of the touchdown drives were very methodical and this Delaware game I think save one they were all over 20 yard scores they made some plays I mean you had Keelan White catching a 55 yard touchdown you had Xavier Harris Harris doing this crazy spin move on the sideline Nick Osmo long run Um, it was fun to see Harris get the touchdown and I felt bad because there was a flag and so I immediately thought it was holding. And yeah. so it's like, I'm not going crazy celebrating it. We too. Yeah, we're like, ah, it's yeah. coming back. And they're like, well, and then they're it was like, offside. Yeah, and I was like, oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and even Cliff's touchdown run was like, he broke it for 20-some yards. Yeah. He, he um, <laughs> carried the ball into the end zone. Oh, I bet he got and in trouble today. I bet he did. <laughs> I bet he got in trouble. And they reviewed it, although I went and looked. Like, I don't understand why they reviewed it to begin with. Well, or why they knew where the goal long. line was. Yeah, <laughs> it was clear that he was in there. That was the point when the sky really opened up. Like, I couldn't even see across the field because I sit kind of – I sit over the tunnel where the Grizz come out, and that was into the north end zone. I mean, I knew he scored, and I saw him do the little layup flip. But I had no clue it. where on the field he was. So, yeah. Yeah. It's – um. I think that you, you talk about the big plays, and it's like I think that they just kind of took advantage of the conditions, and I also think that Delaware couldn't handle Montana. And I was excited that Delaware's starting QB was back, and their starting running back was we, back. So they we, weren't we built, we beat their best. Yeah, team. yeah, we beat their best team. It made me really think hard about how good the Big Sky Conference is. Like yeah. our athletes against Delaware. Like, didn't compare, it wasn't right? Close. Like yeah. we had, we have ten athletes on our on offense. I'd take their running back. That guy's pretty yeah, cool. Like and that, that number five, yards. that receiver of theirs, seemed like a tough blood or whatever his name was. Or, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was their, pretty good. their defense couldn't cover Fonts, couldn't cover no, White. No, couldn't. They, they couldn't tackle. They they like threw the shoulder a bunch. Yeah, that yeah. was like Xavier's spin. Right, yep. that guy was just going to shoulder him out of bounds. And X just spins off the hit. And there's multiple plays. And Schaefer, right in front of you, some guy tries to just pop him on the shoulder, and Schaefer just plants him on his ass. <laughs> which I love that. It's like I said, you know, the tight ends have been a lot more block heavy, but they, they get some key catches. They do. You could just and, see that coming for about four steps, too, yeah. before it happened. And you're like, yeah. oh, no. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> He's in danger. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in danger. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but the other thing, like, as far as like memorable games go, it's not like an instant classic to me. It was just kind of a fun snow game. Yeah. But nothing like overly special, except you never take for granted playoff wins. It was just a lot of fun. For sure. But there were a lot of touchdowns right in front of us. Like me and James. You guys had, yeah. We had a great one. You had Schaefer, you had White, White, you had Cliff. uh, Cliff was uh, closer to the center of the end zone. Osmo's touchdown. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Right around the end. Right around the the end. end. That's right. Yeah. So uh, yeah. so when did you guys know that we were going to seal it? Because we go, we, we hold them, it's 16-0 at the start of the second quarter. When we um, 
through the interception and then they couldn't do anything <laughs> so, i <laughs> i knew that they weren't like because like that is like that was a gift like they oh. got the ball at like our 39 or something yeah, like that yeah, yeah and they went backwards and they went back and it's just like man if you can't do something with that gift in the playoffs in your scripted portion of your play calling you go three and out and you go back this is it and i just like then i just wasn't worried and it took us a little while to get going well you know we got off. the field goal yeah. the next one and then and Cliff, started pouring it on and yeah cliff missed uh junior had beat the defense right and there were two times too high. cliff missed junior for what would have been touchdowns and then there was a later play where keelan white on a fourth down was it was a tough catch but and oh then, he should have got it but he should it was yeah. hit in the hands so yeah but i mean that, that was like the thing it, it kind of felt like i think the weather and the snow kind of influenced things right i think did mcdowell was it it's like the first time he's played in the snow yeah, he's what he said. Um, I um, listened to the radio call or something the, afterwards, and it was like the first time he's played in the snow yeah. game ever. I mean, so it wasn't like a perfect execution by the offense, but it was—I mean, it was way more than enough, and it was—it was damn good. Yep. So I, I was thinking, like, I don't know that this team's played its best ball yet. No, no, no. Because I mean, Cliff missed some wide open passes, like. Right, but I well, mean, the Bergen one early was a touchdown in the end zone, yeah. and then the one later. I think Bergen would have taken it all the way because it was kind of a similar place yeah, up the middle. And that, and I, I just want to say that's not to say this uh, this version of the Grizz that we've seen the last uh, two times they've taken the field isn't fantastic and might be good enough to be the best. But man, if you, if you can hit all your wide open receivers, <laughs> right. right, like that, <clears throat> we buried that team. We would have buried them even deeper. But you look at so the offense. Scored 42 points, right? Well, yeah. Offense had put 42 points on the board and ran for 5.5 yards per carry and over 200 yards rushing. Yeah. And, I mean, it's like, okay, who is going to beat you in the playoffs if your offense can put 40-plus on the board, 200 rushing, 5.5 yards of carry? Like, nobody. That's That that takes you all the way. That that That's it. So the passing game was his numbers weren't bad. I mean the no. pick was the pick, and the pick was it was a weird play and it, I, it almost looked hand. like it was going to the second guy and the first guy yeah, like it's like he didn't it, see yeah. the first guy who jumped for it and went and then I'm it popped it. up and it was yeah. like the tip drill the guy, you know the DB just fell into his hands and but it was only his second pick of the season. Um but so yeah, took took good care of the ball and then defense added added a score as well and I don't know. And really the the big long touchdown drive that they went on um, before <clears throat> half, which they got help from the refs, and that's a conversation we should get to. Well, but um, yeah. um, that was when it was really heavy snowing, and I couldn't see it from the north end zone. And I was thinking, like, these guys can't see it. It was and in that's, front of me. To me, it was like, well, no, no, no. Like, oh, yeah. No, I'm not talking oh, about the passing interference. I'm talking about the drive as a whole. The drive. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And to me, that's with such an advantage to the offense because it's like, the QB just knows where the receiver is supposed to go. Yeah. And the receiver's going there. The DBs can't follow the QB's eyes at all. They can't do anything there. They can't see him. Right. So you're trying to stay up with the wide receiver. And I thought Delaware did a good job of just being like, hey, we're just going to chuck it because the probability with these conditions are in our favor. Um, and and I actually kind of yeah. think that the Grizz should have drove down with their 29 seconds or whatever and tried to do mm-hmm. the same thing. But, you know, yeah. <clears throat> whatever. It all worked out. What did you see from your angle? I thought we were talking about a different. There was a 
I can't remember what it was. Was it a third or a fourth down? And there was a pass interference on Delaware going into the south end zone, I felt like. But I could be wrong. Yeah, it was on oh, the yeah. sideline. Yeah. It was questionable. Yeah. <laughs> there was contact. I'm not debating that there was contact. Um, oof. Uh, but I didn't uh, think that yeah. guy turned his head at all. Yeah, it was just I the whole thing looked kind of broken and weird, and not that I was too bummed about it because it helped us, I guess. But uh, yeah, I don't I, know. I thought it was awesome. We had a lot of variety in the running back productivity. You mm-hmm. know, like obviously Osmo and Gilman, uh, you trust Xavier Harris crushed it with his like two carries. Well, and those carries of Xavier's, right? Both times in the slot and comes around as a jet sweep, right? Right. I mean, we'd seen it a little bit from him, but I like I like the use of him in that type of scenario. So, yeah. Gilman's so damn good picking up blocks. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. Like you you want him in there cuz he'll stand up a linebacker. Right. Like I've been really impressed with that. And for his age, <laughs> To be able to do that says a lot about just his overall toughness. The dude's a football player for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's like the thing, right? Like you've got to just be a starting running back for an FCS team. You've also got to be able to pass block. Um, You can't just be a good runner. Or if you are, you're you're probably going to have some deficiencies in the passing game as as an offense as a whole. So, yeah. I think Gilman uh, finished third, I think, in rushing productivity – it's kind of a quieter night for him, all things considered, right? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it was his first snow game, too. Uh, That's a joke. He's from Minnesota. Like, Do you think yeah. he played in domes, though? Being from, like, Min- isn't he from Minneapolis? Do the high school kids have domes, too? I don't know, maybe. Probably not. I don't, I don't know. know. I just saw lots of comments on Twitter about from, like, Idaho fans and South Dakota fans, or South Dakota State fans, South Dakota, whatever, who were like, oh, see that? I'm just glad to be playing in the dome. It's like... <laughs> No. <laughs> Idaho, if they get past Albany, is going to have to go to South Dakota State. So they better get ready. Same for South Dakota. If Idaho gets past Albany. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. Um, anything else good in this game that we should be talking about? I I mean, we had fan questions on it, but did, do you guys know where the officiating crew is from? No, but my my gut would tell me they are from someplace that isn't used to playing in front of anybody and having large crowds, and they, they just couldn't handle it. No, I thought I saw Rainy tweet that they were Missouri Valley. Group. Are you kidding me? Seriously. Because it seemed to me, especially in they, the second half. They lost the moment. They, they, they got lost. They, right? yeah. they got lost in the mo- momentum of the game, but that they felt their responsibility was to even the playing field – between the two teams because Delaware had some guys that were talking mad trash right and never got called for it but the Grizz kept getting called for you know unsportsmanlike conduct or even even a couple of the late hits were really questionable in my opinion yeah the whole thing was i mean especially in the second half it uh i don't know it it I guess there's a few things. I mean, the continual personal foul flags for um, unsportsmanlike, you know, celebration, whatever. 
uh, <clears throat> we talked about this a bit on Twitter today, right? Uh, what one of the Grizz corners did the you know unlock seatbelt motion, but he did it in the face of the receiver and gets a flag and yeah, and I score a touchdown like, when he did that. I was like, flag. oh, she's gonna throw the flag, but I also kind of think like, come on, like, and, and, and you know what, like, I I know the the ref's stance would be it was a clear uh, violation of the rules, but so was the offensive pass interference that they didn't call on the same play, yeah. and it was right in front of me. Right, yeah. So you yeah. can choose your battles. Confirmed here. Zach Lubick asked Sean where they're from, and he goes, it's a Missouri Valley crew. They just had me take pictures of them inside the stadium. <laughs> Coming here is a special occasion for the officials as well, it seems. I mean, and Boy, it's... that's fascinating. Yeah. I, I would have thought it would have been a smaller conference. Me too. Like, yeah. the way they performed. Hmm. Yeah. And obviously, I mean, it didn't impact the game for either team. But. It didn't. But And I think the broader thing that... Because there, there's kind of a few concerns that come out of this game, and it's like... And maybe it's not a big deal, because we beat the hell out of them. But the Grizz had almost 100 yards and penalties. A lot of it came from personal fouls and unsportsmanlike well, conduct, conduct, right? Uh, yeah. It's a, uh, and so, you know, that's not a big deal in a blowout. But... <clears throat> My it's hunch. only going to get harder. And I was so, going to say. Yeah. I don't know. And, and most of them came when the game was in hand. So maybe I'm overthinking it. No, you're like, definitely not. But my hunch is like Bobby probably already today with them was like, hey, that was fun. Clean your shit up. But we can't. Like, <laughs> that'll cost us. Yeah. Yeah. For you sure. know, because it's like the the celebrating breaking up the pass gave them a first down. You know. And they I wound mean, up scoring a touchdown. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. A friend asked me about that going into the MSU game. They thought, man, the Grizz have been penalized a lot this year. Do you think this will be a factor in today? And I was like, gosh, probably. I think, But, you know, it turned out the momentum shifted and it didn't really. And penalties wouldn't have mattered too much in that right. bloodbath. But, it again, to the point, it is going to catch up to us if well, and that we was don't. a pod question we had it's like they've noticed i think of the last three four weeks the penalty yards for the Grizz have gotten more and more and more and more mm-hmm. so and it's almost like as they're getting looser and having fun it's like they know that they're good all of a sudden it's interesting well that's like you're up 30 points i i don't care if you get 100 yards penalties if you lose a game because you celebrated a pass breakup and gave a team another chance to score um at this point that ends your season yeah so you know it's like that's that's not good at all so um hopefully they can find some balance the team is playing loose yeah they must know they're good (laughs) uh is is this like the loosest grizz team we've seen i say yeah under bobby right hands down I think that I think 11, it starts with the, Cliff. I think the 2011 team was kind of there as well um, on field and stuff, but I don't. I can't think. But of any. this team is better than the 2011 team. I felt like as far as like yeah. higher seed. Oh and, yeah, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Jordan Johnson was putting up a better QB year. Sure, but sure. he never looked as calm as Lucas Johnson looks. I kind of felt. Or you mean, you mean Clifton McDowell. McDowell. Lucas Johnson was the last year. Lucas Johnson was calm, too. So when you bring in a new starter every year, every things year. get confusing. His names start to blend. Um, yeah, I thought the 2021 defensive side of the ball, they, play, were they, they played loose. They, they were, were mean. And they not had that this defense isn't. But. They had swagger, too. Yeah. But I feel like the both sides of the ball 
they're loose right and they play fast and and i don't know maybe it's just like the grouping of personalities but right. i feel like right. the fonts keelan white xavier harris gilman osmo like they all and and cliff for sure oh my god they all are having a great time playing and it, it kind of runs in contrast to what i've been thinking about um these bobby halk led teams is like he's so disciplined can he have a team that has fun is football going to be fun and it seems like they're having a hell of a good time on the field like yeah i'm with you luke um and this is the funny thing think back to when we had we're there wasn't snow on the ground and we were out in the back patio here instead of mike's dining table and we were talking riley corcoran yeah and i said fall camp seems so weird because there's less there's less like shouting and screaming and cursing and there's more like more guys are having fun and it's like a quieter camp um it's just kind of interesting because maybe these coaches have kind of identified that there's you can blend a little bit more fun and connectivity with players rather than just being hard-ass drill sergeants the whole time there's a great picture um uh, tom martino the f- um yeah photographer uh, i'm retweeting his stuff right now but uh there's a great photo of um Sawyer Rockinelli. Hey, you got it. You got it. I'm glad that? that you guys have learned his name. I've been there. Because he's the one that blocked the punt. He was? I'm fairly certain. We nice. should go look for it. There's this great photo of him and Bobby Houck hugging. Oh. And it's like, you know it's Rockinelli because it's nine. It's got his name on it. It's just big bear hugging. Houck is well, just... But we have two number nines. Beaming. No, I mean, I'll show you the photo. Here, here you go, Brent. Like... Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's, I don't there's know. You know. I don't like, know. Every time, every time back. Halk has had a run, there, you'll find he's a, a, a game like that where there's this iconic photo of like, hey, these guys are having fun too. Sawyer Rocknelly back score, one blocked kick. Yeah. I mean, and it's like, I just, you know, he, that kid is, he is finding ways to contribute. And what was Crazy. the, he won an award, like inspirational. Most inspirational. Yeah. 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 Because he came back this year, last year he missed the whole season because of a camp injury. So, yeah. Just figuring out a way to make a difference. Right? Come on, AJ, let's go. Oh, my God. This game's stressing me out. We can tell. It's really distracting with the pod. We should probably turn it off. Oh, speaking of these Tommy (laughs) Martino photos, is this a real tattoo on this guy's neck? Yes or no? What does it say? So it's there's a, a photo of the guy wearing a cowboy hat with a bandana, a bandana underneath it, and pound three no seven number, is on is his Is that neck. a real no way? No. But it's like that's such a weird place to put a fake one, and it's too no, uniform to be like, like drawn was, on. He was at the tailgate. Is that a sticker? No, it was a sharpie. No, no that is too uniform to no, be that's, a sharpie. That's definitely like a stick on thing. Who's making a stick on for that? Bookstore. That is- I don't know, dude. Oh, I zoomed in. Boy, that is. Boy, he takes good damn pictures because he's zooming <laughs> in. That, that like- we got it. Like uh, homework for or- homework for the uh, pod listening <laughs> universe is to go look at Tommy Martino's photos, find this one, and let us know what you think, or track down the guy and find out. He posted this one tonight. 
So December third at about eight o'clock. So if the Grizz win the national title, are we all getting thirty-seven tattoos on our necks? Oh my god! (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) Or Bladen, (laughs) Bladen. (laughs) Oh man, that is hilarious. Always be Bladen. Always, always. Well, I'm googling number thirty-seven temporary tattoos, and I'm finding no results. Grizz tattoos, the bear, UM, random picture of Jace Lewis, but no hashtag 37 tattoos. So maybe that thing's real. Love that guy's commitment. <clears throat> that is wild. Um, other concern from the game. Mm-hmm. Your starting left tackle. Right. Is in and gets hurt and it didn't look good. I don't know. Like, he walks off, but he you could see, like, he couldn't run. He was labored in movement. We're, we're down two alignment as it is. Liam Brown's out. Hunter McGinnis. And then I looked, and Forbes was in there, too. And it's like, we've got a yacht in. We have all backup receivers in. We have Childs doing the carries. Why the hell is our starting line in at that point? It's like, I mean, we're in the playoffs. Like, you can put in a freshman, and if he stinks, we're not burning his eligibility. Like, I... You're getting him reps. It was... I, yeah. I, I have... I'm just... I mean, I would be shocked. I don't know, because we saw this. Forbes was down... He got knocked out in a game, right, and went up the tunnel, and we're like, that's it. And then he was playing in the third quarter. So who knows? Maybe the injury to Walker is not as bad as it looked. But to me, a fan, that looked like an injury that's going to cost him some games. And we're already down two alignment, and this could be our third. We've done okay, but now, because now, like, our rotational guy is 69, Pamphilov. He's already in. And he's already playing guard. So if Liam Brown comes back, you know, we could be okay. But if he doesn't, I mean, we're going to be starting up McCabe, the true sophomore. And Liam Brown got hurt in the Portland State Portland game. State game. So, I mean, that's... And obviously, like, he wasn't, like, suited up. There was a kid on crutches. There was another kid wearing a boot. And it's really hard to tell who's who. Um, oh. oh, damn it. Uh... We're going to lose this game by a touchdown. We're going to kick a field goal here, and the Chiefs are going to score a touchdown. They're going to pan to Taylor Swift. It's, we don't need – It's okay. Play Taylor Packers Swift. Fan. No one's ever regretted song. letting the Chiefs hang around in the fourth quarter. No one ever, <laughs> especially Patrick Mahomes, because he's not good He's not good in game-time situations. Yeah, Luke oh. and I have no idea of um, being fans of teams that let the Chiefs hang around. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this kicker's going to miss this. We drafted this guy in, like, the fourth round or something, and he is like the Cats. Here we go. He is. Oh, okay, never He's mind. He's money. No, okay. Oh, I'm like the Cats. He can make a field goal. Um, Chris Walker's injury, <laughs> super concerning. Yep, and somebody, I saw somebody put in the questions, like, do we know anything? Or somebody texted us. Not a word. I heard, haven't heard a word, and we are not going to hear a word. No. It, it is. They're not. Yeah. They're not going to tell anyone. They're also not going to tell th- Three dudes <laughs> that podcast every Sunday night—a <laughs> state secret. You're, you're gonna, we're gonna show up to work. We're gonna have an all uh, uh, CC email from Bobby. Hey guys, here's Chris the report. I knew you guys were wondering. I mean, look, it, I know what he drives. I'm gonna be bird dogging his vehicle. Oh, <laughs> it's got Nebraska plates. Oh, still? Yeah. Well, you know, most college students don't declare residency oh that's a good point that's a good he point. also is like 
of freaking Viking too. So right, he's yeah, very he's noticeable, noticeable walking around yeah, campus. Yeah. 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 I, okay. Well, I hope. I mean, God, I, I hope it just looked way worse than it really is. Just because RO line is the one spot that's had. I mean, D lines had injuries, but they played through that the whole season. We haven't had a compounding effect of injuries through the season. Where O line has been the spot where we've you know we're down. We could be down three guys on Saturday, Friday, True. Friday. Yeah, and that's. I mean, they've done a good job with it so far. It's but, not ideal. Um, these teams only get better. So yeah. Outside of that, super fun night. My fire pit at the tailgate was a big hit. <laughs> they are big hits when it gets cold. Yep. Um. Yeah, it was a fun partying out in the uh, outside, and we got in a little early. I think we do the same thing on Friday. Might get there three hours early. I don't know. Probably I don't. Not. I don't think I'm going to leave campus. I'm just going to stay. To bring your stuff with you. This is funny because you did this in the SEMO playoff last last year. Yeah. And our friend Brian, who <laughs> he came through my tailgate at halftime, and you texted us. What was it like? Ten in the morning. It's like ten a.m., dude. And you're like, there's one guy, and he's got a flag up, and he's like <laughs> drinking a beer and he's cooking, and then he like is like, it's me, and we're like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he texted us this week. Yeah, he did. Yeah. <laughs> if I'd had my stuff together, I would have gone over early and. Eating some of his gumbo. He unfortunately got moved. He, he got, got moved. moved around, but he yeah. told me he's like coming back now. He's got like they're going another way next year or something. Okay. I think, so, yeah. It's interesting because, uh, you know, I've wandered the tailgates more this year than most years. And I have really lived in one side of the tailgates. Like I very rarely venture over to by the UC, but there's a lot of people that tailgate on that side too. Who knew? Yeah, it goes deep yeah. back behind the, like the Todd building and the library. Yeah, people are all over back there. Yeah, you kind of get stuck in your like little bubble. You just yeah. think you're one spot. Like this is the whole tailgating scene, and then you kind of get out and run around. And it's like, nope, there's actually like, a walk whole through Brint's, and then I I was gonna get down there, and then I got as far as our aforementioned buddy Ryan Ruby's, and they had um, <laughs> mac and cheese and chili dip, and that's oh, nice. where I stopped. Nice. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we did tacos. We're gonna yeah, ta- I, we're gonna do tacos again. I know you did because tacos, and I didn't get to come eat one, and I felt here bad we go it. for me, not you. Listener of the pod, Clayton. Dropped off thirty pounds of ground beef. No crap of of his to my house today. No kidding. Yeah. So we're gonna awesome. Speaking of like gourmet. listeners of the pod, so James and I during halftime after everybody else left, after the rest of our family left, we went and got those noodles and we're gonna sit in there and somebody it's like, hey Mike, and I look around. He's like, hi, oh, listen to the pod. Is that James? And but and and it was the guy that texted us the Elon joke. Dude, I'm so sorry. Like we all knew it we too. Like we just fumbled it. And he's like, Yeah, I listen the next week and you guys like I was like, Alright, I felt better and I was like, Man, you set us up perfect and we just <laughs> dropped the ball. He was a great guy. I enjoyed meeting him. So oh and Luke. Mm. So after Mike wins all these prestigious awards, uh my wife and I uh, go to the Silver Slipper uh, to see some friends, and we cross paths with my son's speech therapist from elementary school, and she says, I listen to your podcast. <laughs> We're like, oh my God. Turns out she's from Shelby as well, too. <laughs> I know. Yeah. And I think you know who she is. Yeah, I yeah, do. Because she works with your brother, right? We're just, uh-huh. we're just hitting Shelby <laughs> so right, right now. I was like, oh, my God. And then, because we were, because what was the other thing? Because Kyle. Kyle's Kyle. sample <laughs> behind, or in front of 
Tom and Wendy Reynolds, their son is on the Grizz basketball team. Yeah, he yes. was telling me this. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. that all makes really sense. But it's like, I said, that's so funny because this is the second time this football season that somebody kind of affiliated with the pod has ended up sitting in front of random Shelby people that Luke knows. <laughs> Safe to say if you're from eastern Montana, it's like one degree of Kevin Bacon. Like, we all know each other. <laughs> one degree. So, <laughs> speaking of eastern Montana, the other interesting thing that, that has happened this week is since we've announced the excitement of the possibility <laughs> of a Shelby pulling that up. Um, summer tour. I've had a lot to um, about that. Haver has entered the conversation. And... Um, um, Brent, calm down. Deep Brent's down. excited about Let's Haver. Go, Brent is excited about Haver. He is really excited. I fucking love Haver. And, I've been there and, once. And suggested that we should skip Shelby. My thought, uh, was, my thought was that we should set up a summer tour of the GFP. <laughs> okay. And just have some great stops. So, okay. This is actually a, a tour could, is a could, good idea. Could, we, a Highline tour. Tie it to some fundraising. It could be fun. Yes. So, this is Craig Miller, active listener. Craig from. Haver. Haver. Okay. Because there's a Craig Miller from Shelby. From Shelby. Yeah. yeah Shelby. You know. <laughs> oh, this um, is like the Simpsons episode where <laughs> Springfield and Shelbyville are like. Yeah. <laughs> so he just says, uh, you know, the Paris of the High Line, but he would like to make a counteroffer. He says, come to the Venice of the High Line that is Haver, Montana. Uh, he has a ballroom at the golf course. Uh, I, I believe the golf course that he works at where he's, I think, the head pro. And I uh, could have 70 to 100 people and do a live GFP there. Uh, Beaver Creek swag would also be included to entice all of us to be there. You know what would be fun is if we could somehow time that to a time when Mark was in Haver. Oh, oh yeah, that would be a lot of fun. That'd be a blast. Wonder if we could figure that out. We don't of, all the, of, all, of all the big plans that we have that never pan out. No, this has this, to plan out. This I'm, one should be I'm already one envisioning we... hooking my trailer up to the truck and you know, <laughs> do the Shelby stop. And... Mike's going to have like the Madden yeah, RV. I mean, I did, like, I, 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 RV yeah. that pulls it into Let's down. do it. Yeah. Find me a sponsor. Name image like this. Let's do this. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. My teenagers are just going to love that. Like, hey, you know what? They'll, they will have fun. They will have fun. Yeah. It's going to be a blast. <laughs> we got to get James on board because that's what half the people want to see anyway. Yeah, so. that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. And we'll probably have to have the shirt uh, and merch site up, you know, because, you know, we've got a lot of fans, Luke. And this when could, I say we, I mean Luke has a lot of fans. Luke and James. That's, that is the <laughs> battling <laughs> fandom here. <laughs> Like Luke, Luke's comments, and yeah. <laughs> James like just you know innocent his, his like, like, said, like the people we met at the game yesterday were like so excited to meet James. A <laughs> uh, tour would be great, and there's oh my god, we can golf too. We've got golf golf courses, and there's good golf that are too. worth golfing. There's a really good yeah. golf course on the Highline. I've heard this. Mm-hmm. I love it. Start looking at a calendar and picking some dates. Okay, could be fun. The cross season for my kiddo ends early June, so yeah, I think it's more of a nice summer thing, like a July, yeah, yeah. warm before August. For yeah, before well, August is camp, spring camp, or fall camps out there, and okay, so July Highline tour with the GFP. Twenty twenty four, get the camp, <laughs> gotta get the the Class A RV out, right? <laughs> Jesus. 
You know what's going to happen the way this is gone is like, Mike, you're going to get a text tomorrow from someone you know, and he's like, I've ordered the wrap for my RV. <laughs> bring you know, it. It's yours for We're, 10 days. Bring it. <laughs> Someone's going to say, you can't hit the high line without going to Plentywood. We're just like, going to keep going. <laughs> hey, I mean, hit I Dakota. learned how to drive in Plentywood, so <laughs> let's go. <laughs> we'll be down to Glen Dive. <laughs> We're going to have to find somebody to sponsor this because it's going to be a lot of work time we're all missing. That's going to be a lot of uh, gas, too. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of, actually, my gas. Like, this is going to have to bring... We're going to need some Pepto-Bismol and Tums for this trip for all the beers and sausages oh, the oh three my God, of us are eating. This is going to get me through the winter. Oh, I like it. I like it. Oh, my God. Feels Amazing. real. Amazing. Okay. All right. All right. Um... <laughs> Do you think we're gonna switch back to the game? Oh, go ahead. Oh, fun fact! I just remembered this, and this might be a good connection. <laughs> I don't care about the game anymore. for our fans. Yeah. Uh, Wendy, the Mrs. Reynolds, uh, yeah, yeah. who sat behind Sample. Yeah, she's a Goligoski from Hamilton. Okay, so oh. he was a tremendous, or her brother was yeah. a tremendous. She was a tremendous athlete, but her brother was a like a minor league baseball player. Huh. For the Diamondbacks. And yeah. I think he was a scout oh. when they won the championship, the World Series, in 2001. So he has, like, a World Series ring. Damn. Uh, and then his daughter played for the Lady Grizz. Right. That's that's when I heard that name. Yeah. I was like, that sounds, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Hamilton in origin for her. Damn. So. Okay. Anyway. Small, small Montana world. That is. It really is. It really is. Mike, um, you had something else from the game? Well, I was going to switch back to the game. The <laughs> scooped score for Jackson, Jackson Lee. Lee. Did you think the guy was down? Yes. So they reviewed okay. it. I do. Like, the only thing I could, I was certain he was down. So the only thing I could think was that ball must have been moving just a little bit before. Or you just didn't have a good camera angle. Yeah. I didn't, didn't have time to Tom watch the game on YouTube today. In. Yeah, I haven't rewatched it either. So there's so oh, much. Tush push. Let's go. Let's go touch push. Yes. They got it. I read something today that... They want to ban it. They want to ban it. Goodell already wants to get rid of it. Yeah. No, get out of town. Yeah, the Eagles are cheating with it. There we go. I love it. I also think... if James said you'd score a touchdown on Mike. If you are going to do the tush push, why don't you put your heavy package in? Because, like, no offense to... Number 13 for the Packers there. <laughs> well, 28's the only... He's our big guy. That dude is not doing it. Put in an extra tight, tight end. end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, the Grizz should run that play. We, yeah, oh, totally. We could freaking pull that off. Like, Although the only problem is I don't know that Cliff knows how to go low. <laughs> That dude runs really tall. That's a good point. Six six, right? Yeah, it's a tall man. Well, hey, uh, breaking news: Chopmentum is on the rise. Uh, Nevada is expected to hire Texas co-DC linebackers coach Jeff Choate to be their next head coach. Why, if you're Jeff Choate, do you go to Nevada? Would you go to the worst FBS program in the country? And all the knock on them is like they don't have the funding. So it's like it seems like it's like a death spot. I don't know. Uh, yeah, but if you can, exactly like if you can get paid, like so if you're Choate and you have a three to four year contract guarantee with a buyout, if they fire you early, you're gonna get paid. And if it stinks, if you're bad, 
he's going to be able to land somewhere else as a DC or a, right? Like you've proven your chops. I would just think that, I mean, Texas just made the playoffs. Yeah. Co-DC. I think you'd think that there'd be like another job, yeah. like somewhere in the mm. back or something. Like I, I'm surprised he didn't, I mean, Boise hired their interim. Um, but it almost sounded like he wasn't even in the conversation. Yeah. Um, crazy. Well, playoffs wise, uh, brief segue. Are we done with the game? Uh, well, you can jump j- to the playoffs. I was just looking at the box score to make sure that I didn't miss something that I wanted to talk about. Uh, okay. Well, uh, the broader playoffs. Uh, it, you know, as much as you know, sometimes we complain about FCS voters and opinions and all that stuff of all these things. Um. Oh no. Oh boy, Christian Watson's hurt. Um, that's bad. He just like fell down. That was like he didn't even get hit. I thought he was like intentionally kneeling. I thought so it, too, but he just uh, this guy, the Packers and hamstring pulls. It's it's yeah. Um, but you got a first down. Yeah, we did. Anyway, you were telling a story. This Packers the game FBS, is really ruining this. The F- yes, it is. The FBS playoffs. Um, holy shit. Uh, what? Uh, Oh, yeah. He's, he's used to playing in domes. Yeah, right. He is, actually, because he's a bison. <laughs> um, it would suck to be a Florida State fan today. You go undefeated. Undefeated. Where do you guys fall on this? Should they be in? So, Well, I think it, the system sucks because I don't think they're one of the four best teams in the country right now. I just struggle to think like if there's a so-called Power Five, if you have an undefeated conference champion of one of those conferences, it feels like they should get in. But that's not the way it's set up. Um, I also just don't know that the SEC was as good as people think it was this year. Like, what's their best out-of-conference win? Florida State's. I don't even no, know. No, the oh. SEC as a whole. Oh, SEC. No, you're on the Alabama-Georgia side. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm making the point, because Alabama got the spot over right. Florida State. Yeah, I don't think it's that much more impressive than yeah. anything that is... Remind me, I I basically just follow FCS football. <laughs> um, isn't the knock on Florida State that they besides who they beat that was good Louisville last week? Well, they beat Louisville for the championship. They beat but. LSU, um, but LSU turned out to be crap. And they've got a couple ranked wins, but not like great. Um, yeah, I mean, and their QB, their star QB, got hurt, so their offense has gone downhill. So isn't it that like they play a bunch of crap teams plus they got their quarterback their their really good quarterback isn't available and that's why they don't deserve it because if you're just going to let an undefeated team conference champion why would you ever schedule anyone difficult Yeah that's a fair point but I, I think like ACC SEC Pac-12 Big 12 Big 10 a bunch of your argument is going to be my conference is tough, and so some of my out of conference is going to be a little weaker because I'm playing. Although a- ACC, it's a little right, like Clemson's down, and so it's a little trickier. But um, but like, what more was Florida State supposed to do? They went undefeated. They beat everybody. They won their conference. Like Texas lost the game. Alabama lost the game to Texas. Um, so it's just, and then obviously well, people Florida are like, well, State Liberty beats is underfeated. Duke and yeah. Pitt, right? Yeah. They beat Northern Alabama. Like, what? Man, that's, like, that's a good win, though. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't we beat Northern Alabama a couple years ago? 
Or is it Southern Alabama? Nothing about Northern There's Alabama. Alabama. Yeah. Look at that. Hey, look yeah. at us. Oh, look at they us. Play, would imagine it. They play Wake Forest. <laughs> like, I'm not impressed by Florida nah, State without a good right. quarterback. All right. Well, you and the committee, so you're right on this one. But I just, you know, I appreciate that uh, there are enough teams in the FCS that you don't leave a lot to doubt. And I know people like this last week were like, Mercer is the worst team to get to the second round ever, and, and South Dakota State blanked them. But it's like at least you – it's not wide enough where, like, you have god-awful teams. And I've said I, – I kind of think that maybe our current playoff structure in the FCS is too broad because I think the Pioneer champion should not get an auto I was going to say, if, if they want to shrink it, they need to get rid of some of the auto bids. And it's the auto bids from these shit conferences because UC Davis got screwed. And I think a couple of these other, you know, I think you and I uh, or some of these other Valley, Big Sky, uh, CAA teams probably would have fared a lot better. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so just looking at the FCS, FBS playoff system and the way that shook out uh, uh, gives me a bit of relief still. And I know that there's, uh, that there's uh, you know, the, the ongoing challenge of um, – Relevance and move up Delaware. They're 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 gone, right? We're we're losing another team that we've traditionally not played a lot, right? But uh, a, another team that, especially in the '90s, was was very good uh, and beyond. But um, I don't know. Uh, I'm looking forward to revamped, revitalized playoffs at the next level. Not that the Grizz would suddenly be a team that would do something along those lines, but uh, I don't know. I just I like that. The way this is all shaken out, giving a lot of people chances and we'll not see. leaving undefeated teams out of the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, from Power Five conferences. From Power Five conferences, like Liberty. Yeah, your conference sucks. Well, imagine an undefe- an undefeated team from a shit FCS conference not making our playoff. Right. Like we'd be okay with that some years. Yeah. From but if an undefeated team from. But the ACC is an American conference. All right, all right, all right. I would say, like the ACC. Honestly, okay. I mean, maybe this is maybe this is the transition. The ACC could be like the SoCon, where Furman's from, where you've got like some kind of so-so and one or two better, but the 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 depth of talent drops off pretty quick behind two and three. Yeah, could be. I don't know. Maybe that's, that's maybe that's comparable, but then you look at last year, and again FBS TCU, who they beat in the first round of playoffs? Was it Ohio State, Michigan? Who was Michigan, it? Michigan. Yeah, they beat Michigan, and they you know they, they but similarly by Georgia. Didn't but. they have a quarterback out last year too? TCU, which is like why running back? No, I can't remember. Yeah, someone got hurt. Which is I feel like making the committee gun shy to put. Florida State in because they're like, well, we we did this thing where we we put in a team without their starting quarterback, right, right, and it was a not a very compelling championship. It was over really fast. <laughs> Who's gonna that. win it? FES? Yeah, I don't know. That's the thing. I didn't. F- I I probably Alabama. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I am rooting I for I think whoever wins the Texas Washington game. I'd like to see Washington get it. <clears throat> I we got more pod listeners that are like Washington guys, right? Yeah. I, I Shout would, out to Jay and some of these other dudes. Would love to see 
the dogs win it. My brother is a dog. I have a coog and a and a that's right husky brother. I, I don't want right. to see the F, uh, the SEC win it. No, but part of me would take like the the nihilistic uh, <laughs> part of me wants to see Michigan win just because so many people <laughs> hate this this Harbaugh situation. Right. But he, so he got suspended for three games, right? Yeah, he's like, back now, right? Yeah. The, that seems like more than enough punishment for me to me. Like, wasn't he suspended for the first three or four for other things crazy. earlier in the year? Like, the guy's clearly got some issues, but he's gonna miss this kid. Oh, Brent, your I negativity, I can sense it. Oh, my goodness. damn. See, I knew he was gonna make it. I knew he was gonna make it. Sorry, pod listeners. <laughs> pod listeners are like, this does is anybody the worst think that, ever. that? So this is the thing. If you Patrick Mahomes down eight with a minute seven can't oh, go score a touchdown on a two point conversion, tie this game. Um, okay, Don't so leave. This is the thing. So if you're listening to this pod, just what, what was it? It was thirteen thirty three left in the game when we hit record. I think it was, or in the in, in, into the into the third quarter. Uh-huh. So just start the game there. <laughs> it'll there all make sense. Yeah, it'll all fit. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think if there's anything else about the game I wanted to hit on. Um, talked about their receivers that I liked. Um, uh, I had one thing. I, I did think, and we re- we retweeted this, but the the celebration of White and Fonts and Bergen doing the Spider-Man was <laughs> awesome. It, and the refs in between them, and they didn't throw a flag on them. That was great. Yeah. <laughs> They should. They shouldn't throw a fa- flag for like fun stuff. They really shouldn't. I mean, like they should. Some of that needs to kind of be calmed down. Let them have fun. You know, and the yeah. other thing, and you kind of referenced it casually, said you know the seatbelt thing, but I did not know that was a seatbelt reference. Well, we saw that Danny Tenenbaum on Twitter yeah. is like because well, Sammy can. Yeah, well, that's what I thought was it was like oh, it was like no. they're yeah. sheathing a sword. What are they doing? But <laughs> so I learned something from Sammy Kim. <laughs> Would it matter if it was a sword? No, I actually okay. thought it was pretty cool. I was like, what, what is this? But, but this I makes thought, more sense. But it's like, but aren't there certain things that's like a personal foul? Like if you're like, you know, slashing the throat or something like or I know that was like a basketball foul or something, but yeah. Yeah. Strap on, strap in, whatever it is. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, all right. Let's do this. Uh, anything other playoff wise? So we had. Um, oh my god! I clicked a button and I it moved to a different spot. Um, okay, <laughs> Albany kicks shit out of Delaware. No, oh, kicks shit out of Richmond. Richmond, which I, I didn't see coming. I was oh, I skeptical. Coming. Yeah, but uh, what was fascinating to me was um, when I was looking this up because Albany's in the CAA and so is Delaware. Albany was picked to finish like well, there's like forty teams in the CAA. In the bottom third. Yeah. Like, there, there was not a lot of hope for them. And they have, like, the best defense in the FCS, uh, statistically. Uh, Villanova put it to Youngstown pretty good. Um, South Dakota, like we talked about, beat Sac with Sac's backup quarterback most of the way, or third string, I guess, right, by 10. South Dakota State blanks Mercer. Cats can't kick, can't kick and uh, lose the game. And Idaho, in overtime, kicks field goal, beat Southern Illinois. I didn't watch much of this Southern game. Southern Illinois I had still, a chance to win it at, at the end of so the So you said this, right? They, did Idaho block a kick of theirs? They, I missed it. I missed it. I think that somebody said that maybe they got a piece of it. But, Damn. Yeah. But as much as I hate Idaho, 
kind of cool because in their playoff game last year, their kicker, who wears number one, which is yeah. fascinating to me. Um, missed that. Missed Southeastern Louisiana. Yeah, and they lost. Yeah. And um, oh, there goes Mahomes. Um, Oh. That was in bounds. That was in bounds. Oh. Oh. That was in bounds. That was in bounds. Oh, no. They brought in the guy. They brought in the person from last no. night. The old ref there. Come what? on. Sorry, listeners. But Look at this guy. We're at 57 seconds left. He's got in a the silver mullet. Green Bay, Kansas inbounds, City inbounds, Chiefs game. Inbounds. Wow, that is That's not. Bullsh- like, you might as well say you can't hit a QB ever. He's impounds. He's giving himself up. And his shoulder. He's not giving himself He's, he's trying forward. to get to the first down. Like, that is a oh, terrible Unnecessary. Jesus. Wow. Bro, They're bro. trying to prevent him from getting a first down. Like, that is 100%. That is Simone Biles' husband. She is an American treasure. <laughs> More than Look Taylor Swift. And you know what? The, where the ball went out of bounds, it should have been a first down. That Not not only was that a good hit, that it, was was a a clean, should, it was a clean hit. The, and it's it sh- a first down. No, but then when he went out of bounds, the ball... Forward progress, whatever. But... He pushed him off. Look, uh, sorry, this is horrible podcasting, guys. But Brent's about to watch Patrick Mahomes <laughs> do and push this game to oh, overtime. Oh, come on. Oh, balls oh, he was on the ground. He was on the ground. He was on the ground. Who cares? Uh, let him have their moment. Hey, let that clock run. Take a knee. <sighs> so Flat. the Packers. Oh, we probably hit Mahomes later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. See, Mahomes is pointing. But oh. Mahomes, if if that's the penalty, right. it's I'm gonna go pee while you guys watch. <laughs> okay, the Grisman bot is reduced to Brit stressing out with 40 seconds to go in a Packer game where oh, 80% word. of the country is cheering for the Chiefs. Uh. <laughs> what happened? What happened? Okay, so hit. Oh, he's not down. He's not. Ball, ball, get that ball, get that ball. Come on, he's down. Butts on the ground. But is the ball moving? No, there it goes. But was it moving at all? Well, there's a flag though. So this is this is awesome podcasting. <laughs> yeah, that's a tough one. That that's okay. It it, it happens. Um, Idaho blocks the Southern Illinois kick, gets the overtime, wins it. So the guy, the and, kid, and, gets and redemption. And Southern Illinois like had a turnover, right? Like they didn't even with their yeah they threw offense. a pick to to start it. Lots of overtime in the playoffs. Would you have gone for two if you were the Cats? Absolutely. I mean, they'd kicked some extra points already, but like, given the pressure and this kid's a freshman, I would have said, let's go for the win. And Chambers could have got it. Absolutely. And the funny thing is, like, because we, we have multiple friends and, and connections that are Cat fans, and they all seem to have wanted Cats to go for two. And there's a part of me that I think, knowing what they saw in the field, and especially with Tommy's injury at that point, that if the Cats went for two and didn't get it, it would have been, hey, we tried. We, we did what would have best won us the game, and uh, we, you know, it didn't go our way, but we, we put ourselves in the best ooh, situation uh, to do so, and uh, it just didn't work out. So I, th- I, I think there might have been a little bit more solace from the sting of the loss if they went for two and didn't get it. And obviously, if they went for two and got it, well, then, you know, you're loving life because your coach is, you know. The tough thing is if you go for two and you don't get it in that situation, yeah. like, y- y- 
you're never going to be justified not kicking the extra point. Right, right. You know, mm-hmm. it's going to be like you should have done the thing that everybody does. Yeah, but I, I just, I, I think I, it, it's easy me, hindsight, but just the sting of the loss. If you went for two and didn't get it, you're like, you know what? Our kicker couldn't. Our kicker couldn't do anything that day, and you could see the writing on the wall. Um, and we just, we just, we just knew what was, you know, what we needed to do. I don't know. I don't know. I um, really liked the pictures of that cat fan in the blue hat. <laughs> and so I actually went back and and watched that series just to clip like the the pictures, but then other people did it before me, where he is like so happy. And he's cheering, and then the ball's in flight, and then he misses it, and he's got his hands over his face, and it just that whole series makes me just just tickled. Here we go. Uh, I might need to jump on a FaceTime that's not related to the Packer game in a minute, so I'm on call for something. All right, and it's not real estate. It's the strangest pod ever. This is going to be the weirdest pod. Are they kicking? Oh, hey, see, did they kick him out of the game? Because he injected? I think he threw a punch. Well, he punched. They showed him lowering his helmet. So, <laughs> oh, oh, he threw a punch. You can't throw a punch. I've never been in the heat of the moment of being so pissed off at someone. Well, I mean, I didn't play football. so. Um, but it's just kind of funny, the fact that these guys wearing pads and a helmet, and you think throwing a fist at someone. Yeah. <laughs> so it's going to hurt your hand. Wearing like... <laughs> <laughs> it's going to hurt you more than it hurts them, but uh, yeah. So, what other playoff games? Um, v- Villanova advances. Villanova advances. Um, South Dakota State crushes. Oh my god! Uh, South Dakota State crushes Mercer. That's expected. So this. So let's just do this. Let's hop ahead now. So we've got. Oh, see my hop ahead. ESPN moves it to whatever. So uh, games that aren't ours. Albany goes to Idaho. I think that game's going to be fascinating. Albany's defense, jeez, appears to be pretty legit. Um, Idaho's getting by, though. Um, that's going to be a hell of a game. I think it's going to be a fun game. I, I'm not con- I don't think Idaho's winning that game. Because you're right. Albany's defense is pretty stout, and I... Idaho's offense hasn't been clicking. I was going to say, it certainly seems like weird, right? from the Grizz game on, Idaho's offense has kind of been figured out. They've had spurts of their normal, like, good stuff. Yeah. But definitely not. Um, yeah, they. I mean, yeah. they scored 20 points against Southern Illinois. Like Southern Illinois is pretty and decent And one of them defense. was a kick return. Oh, that's, yeah. That's a good point. <laughs> oh, kick return. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's and right. the field goal on OT. So... Yeah, like they they haven't put it together, and I think when they face a stout defense, uh, they they might be in some trouble. So I'm gonna pick with you, uh, Albany in this one. Although, gosh, I did kind of want to see Sac State to win just because I wanted uh, some Big Sky Conference dominance. Yeah, that's true. Like I want I want our conference to show. Um, a small part of me was like, yeah, you know, if MSU wins. You know, it shows the Big Sky Conference, you know, hangs dong a little bit. Um, but 
They lost. At least Idaho won. So if Idaho wins this week, it makes me proud for the conference. But yeah. I don't think they got it. Oh, my God. Okay, thank you. Uh, but, I mean, so you look at this. So conference is left. So SoCon has one, Furman. Big Sky has two, Grizz and Vandals. CAA has one, Villanova. Two, Villanova and Albany. Missouri Valley has three, South Dakota, South Dakota State, North Dakota. I don't know. It all kind of lines up. I don't Mm -hmm. know. Like based upon polling and teams and expectations and strength of conference. And it's none of of those weak auto bid conferences. Yeah, where's those Patriots? Weird. (laughs) Everybody keeps telling us they're in the top, you know, 16, 17 every year, and they're they're not. not. They're not. (laughs) Luke, they're not. Uh, Okay, so North Dakota State goes back to South Dakota for, uh, not back, South Dakota beat North Dakota State. In, in North, North Dakota. Dakota. Wow. Um, and so now the tables have turned. How the turns have turned. <laughs> how the turns have tabled. <laughs> no, there's like some of the screw- like tables have turned. <laughs> but there's someone like, there's like some movie where they like intentionally set it backwards. But North Dakota State goes to South Dakota. Um, I didn't watch a lick of that sack game. So I have no idea if, uh, I don't know. But I was surprised South Dakota won by 10. That's pass interference. Uh, yeah. They didn't call Did they not flag that? No, you're good. Waterfall. Um, that's not Valdez Stanley. So, so that's going to be an interesting game. South Dakota's 10-2. North Dakota State's 10-3. NDSU, right? So this is now another road game. Not that long of a road game, but another road game. I don't know why, but I feel like South Dakota's going to win that game. Even hmm. though I would actually kind of like to see North Dakota State here because I think it would be a really fun semifinal. Yeah, yeah. That's so. Winner of that game. Well, of course, Villanova goes to South Dakota State. Does anyone think Villanova stands a chance? No, no, no. So, winner of that game plays. Oh, here's is this my FaceTime? Plays Farman or Montana? Okay, we're recording again. <laughs> so we're back because we had to pause. Packers won because Brent watched the end of the Packers game and he got a FaceTime from some buddies and we really can't talk about the content because we would get. <laughs> A further explicit rating, um, but next you know, level of explicit. I just, it's always great to hear from Brent's buddies who we like a lot. <laughs> we had comments for everybody. It was great. It worked well. So yeah, that was fun. <clears throat> Appreciate you guys. Uh, so we've talked. Where were we in the playoffs? We've so- San Diego's or we South Dakota in, State. South Dakota State. It's going to be Villanova. Going to be Villanova. North Dakota. I, I don't know that. I don't know who's going to win that game. A, a coin toss. Coin flip. I don't know. I agree. Coin flip. And I would not be surprised to see North Dakota State win it. In fact, I bet the betting line will say North Dakota State's going to win it. Yeah, I bet so. Just hard to beat a team twice. Well, and then, um, well, you know who just beat a team twice? Furman. Furman beat Chattanooga twice this year. Okay. It's time for you to tell me where Furman is <laughs> Look at that, look at that transition. It's perfect. Uh, Furman Paladins. Um, we played them before in 2001. Um, and we won a national title game uh, beating those guys. And I don't think we've played them since. I, I didn't go back and look, but I, I really feel like I would have remembered if we would have played those guys again. So... Um, they won their conference, but of course, the like the big thing that uh, probably pushed us from the three seed to the two seed was the last game of the season, uh, 
They lost to, was it Wofford? Wofford. I think that we, yeah, they lost to Wofford. I think we would have passed them for the two spot anyway, because our our strength schedule, especially with that win over the Cats, like we've got like three wins that don't compare to stuff they've got. And so, like at that point, what some people were saying was that Furman's only loss before their Wofford loss was to South Carolina. They had they had more Division One wins than Montana. And, of course, uh, like FCS Fans Radio was saying they also didn't beat a team that didn't have scholarships, right? We, that narrative was out there. But uh, but then they dropped to Wofford, and so they go all of a sudden from a two or a three seed to – How many wins over teams in the ranked eight did they have? They beat – well, ranked eight. None. None, none. none is the answer <laughs> none, to that question. No, the answer is none. How many te- wins did they have over playoff teams? They had Chattanooga. They, and Mercer. And Mercer. <laughs> and uh, Western Carolina, who's a bubble team, didn't get in, but they, they beat them too. But, All right. I will just say that the Grizz wins of Montana State, Idaho, Sac State, Davis, Davis, frankly, all would beat any of those wins that Absolutely. they just Absolutely. referenced. Yep. Totally agreed. Totally agreed. Um, it's interesting. I, I've not dug too deep into them. I want to watch their game. Uh <sighs> My dad watched the game. I watched most of it. And he was like, it was okay. It, it was it, just like... It, nobody... It, it seemed like people were kind of slow to me. Yeah. I, I I didn't come away from it feeling like, oh, these guys are going to give the UM defense all kinds of trouble. That right. just wasn't how I felt. <clears throat> there... <laughs> I just got sent a, tw- a tweet from... Uh, Do I need to bookmark this tweet? Mm-hmm. No. Okay. Well, actually, no. It's just it's the Furman offensive line blowing a massive hole um last week. But you should uh you should bookmark the tweet underneath it. <laughs> Kyler, god, of course. <laughs> but look at that offensive line. Like I think their offensive line it's their strength. Uh, it's their it, it's, it's super it is legit. Yeah. So and this was so I I just did a little bit of a cursory look at them. I've not really looked at their games yet, but um, they three fifths of their offensive line are first or second team all conference players. They have a veteran, skilled, talented O line. Um, this might be the. This is the tough thing. It's I, it's not apples to apples, right? So I can't be like, okay, Furman's O line went against Cats and did this, went against Sac and did that. So it's hard to be like, okay, against Kennesaw State, Citadel, Sanford, Western Carolina, Chattanooga, their O line allowed them to do blah. Um, but based upon conference recognition and attention that these guys have received, this might. It's it's hard to say, but this might this okay. I'll say this: this is one of the better O lines the Grizz defense will see, have seen, or will see. Um, so uh, it's going to be a big test. They've got uh, they're they're big, they're mean, they're physical. Their offense it's kind of funny, uh, not as strong as ours. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, send that tweet. Um, are you pulling up there? Yeah, and so this is, of course, the other thing that we have. We'll, we'll get to that in a second. Um, so their offense scores 27 points a game. 
they run for 163 a game, they pass for 190 a game. They have a healthy margin of turnover. Uh, of turnover. Their well, starting QB is back. Time of he, possession. He did not play against Wofford. Their starting QB was out the game before, missed Wofford, came back for the playoff game, and they did fine. They beat Chattanooga 26-7. to So they are they're not a flashy offense. They've got a good running back. Their quarterback was named as the conference MVP, and he's kind of a Clifton. You know, he's got 500 plus rushing. He's got five TDs. He passes for a little under 200 a game. He's got a two to one touchdown to interception ratio. The crazy thing is, is the backup QB has played throughout, and he won freshman of the year. The backup QB. So okay. I mean, we could see a little bit of both. Number eight, they're running back. I'm gonna guess. Tomorrow night, this is a quote I think we've heard Bobby Houck say time and time again. I'm going to guess he's going to tell us number eight is the straw that stirs the drink because this is a very good O-line. And this kid's got close to 800 on the ground and eight rushing touchdowns. He's going to kind of be like the Delaware running back, number 21, that we saw. Uh, not as much of a receiver, uh, but he's you know this team uses the run to set up the pass, plays power football, um, and uh, the other interesting thing is they have the biggest turnover differential uh, of any playoff team. They are, let me see. I think I wrote it down. Where did I put it? Where did I put it? They are plus 17 this year. They've intercepted 17 passes, lost seven themselves. They've picked up nine fumbles, and they've only lost two. Um. They're a tur- their defense is a turnover-forcing machine. Now, I mentioned this mm-hmm. last week. Um, about 10 of those 26 turnovers came in two games against bad teams. So in their more meaningful games, yeah, in their more meaningful games, it's there. But they kind of like kind of do a grizz like they kind of do like the Delaware thing. They had one, but they grabbed two, and so they're on a positive side of things. Uh, they've got number 24, and their secondary has five interceptions this year. Number one has four interceptions. It's a ball-hawking defense. It's a super aggressive, physical defensive line. Um, a lot of disruption. Uh, there, I mean, in some ways, there's a lot of looking in the mirror. Um, a, a disruptive, confusing kind of defense that then maybe doesn't have a lot of individual dudes that you have to watch for, but they are so disruptive that they create a lot of turnovers uh, by flustering offenses. And then an offense that relies on a great O-line, a strong running game, and a mobile quarterback, and kind of a, 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 a stable of receivers that doesn't have one that's like the standout. I, I, I didn't go in super in-depth on the receiving stats, but I don't think they've got a single receiver with over 500 yards this year. But they got three or four that are like 450, 425, 375. Kind of a little sack state-ish. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of what I noticed early on Furman. Um, yeah, they had eight people catch passes. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, a guy with five, another dude with four, another dude with four. You know, they spread the ball around. They do. They do. Um, I don't think this is going to be any sort of dominant win. I think the Grizz will win. I just think it's a game that they'll just kind of pull away as the game goes on. Um, but I absolutely think Furman's going to be able to move the ball on us. I think we're going to struggle with the mobile QB a little bit. Yeah. 
um, it'll be interesting to see how they react to the atmosphere and um, maybe maybe the physicalness of the defense. I don't really know what they faced in the SoCon when it comes to that. But yeah. <laughs> It was fascinating. One thing I'd noticed, I mean, because, like, they're scoring 27 points a game, which isn't phenomenal. Uh, Grizz are 32 points, and a lot of other teams in the playoffs are scoring into the 30s on average. Their defense has allowed 14 touchdowns and only 22 visits the whole season. Um, The Grizz defense has allowed 15 touchdowns and 27 visits. Uh, so both these defenses really pride themselves on keeping opponents almost entirely out of the red zone. And then when they get in, you know, I mean, you're going to get a touchdown or two, but it's just not really going to happen much. So I think the big key to this game is going to be fracturing and attacking their defense um, and and just breaking that consistency that they have. Last week, or I guess yesterday, <laughs> Um, in the the fir, you know Furman talks it's last week when the pod goes live, Chattanooga twenty six seven Chattanooga scored on their opening drive, eleven plays, eighty one yards. Chattanooga finished with two hundred yards, like they didn't score again after that first drive. Yeah, like yeah. this seems like a pretty complete team that we're about to face, and I think it makes sense that they were ranked. As high as they were up until that Wofford loss. What do you think happened in Wofford? Well, didn't have their QB. Uh, let me just pull the box on that. Cause I, like I said, I've not looked at the games. Um, oh, of course, then it opened the wrong one. Um, I mean, I, so you've got, I don't know. It, it was weird. It was super weird. So they lost to Wofford 19-13. to and they scored late to, you know, make it a closer game. But Furman's backup QB threw went eighteen for thirty-eight. So this kid was forced into situations that Furman does not want to do, and that is throw a lot of passes. He was eighteen for thirty-eight for ninety-nine yards and a pick. They were held eighty-nine yards on the ground, and they only had twenty-five rushing attempts. Wofford absolutely took them out of what they want to do and tried to tr- and force them to turn themselves into a passing team, which is not their cup of tea. On the flip side, I mean, Wofford passed for 92 and ran for 92. <laughs> not a lot of offense in this game. Neither team had over 200 yards. That's crazy. Um, yeah, Furman lost a couple fumbles. Ugly game. Ugly, ugly game. But, you know, a team that prides itself on running does not want to be throwing the ball 38 times a game. And that's what Wofford helped do. Backup QB made him pass the ball. They're not the best at that when they can't set up the pass with, with a strong run game. Furman had less than 9,000 people at their game yesterday. Yep, yep. When they lost to Wofford, there was, you know, they were at Wofford, but that was like 3,200 people. Um, I'm really excited. I get, I just get like really excited, uh, to watch teams come in here and play in noise. Right. Um, so what makes playoffs fun? Do you think there'll be more people this week? There's There's 20,000. Usually it trends up every week and it'll be nicer. Friday's tough for some people, but 
That's the interesting thing, right? Like if you if you live in Great Falls and you work till five PM and you can't get the time, then You're not coming. You're not making the game. Yep. Um but we also will have yeah, weather's a little better. I did hear them announce at the end of the game that next week the student tickets are gonna be free. Love which it. Means that somebody must have sponsored it and bought them out. I, I hate that the NCAA makes schools charge for tickets students. that they don't charge for during the year. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's about the students. Well, you saw that, though, in this game. Like, the student section was about two-thirds full, yeah. right? Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, I'll bet there's probably, you know, we, we just barely eclipsed, what, 20 sold tickets? I didn't feel like 20 in the stadium, but, you know, whatever. I thought it felt like 20 in the stadium. I mean, noise-wise, but that's the thing. It's like, Grant, there, no. there's dedicated extreme fans. If you can't make a game, you can't make a game, but... You get these ones, especially these playoff games. Um, you kind of get you kind of get the the crazies. I'll make sure to to get there as best as possible. So it's not purpose. So, uh, yeah, I'll bet we have twenty one or twenty two. Maybe we push a little more local, get some more like high school kids or students or whatnot to just kind of amp up that energy a bit. But it'll help. I mean, that'll be a big thing. Um, Someone sent me a link to the Furman message board, and their fans said, just crank loud music at practice, and we'll be ready. All so right, do it. That's how they're going to prepare. All right. Loud yeah, music. I, I kind of respect that they have a message board. <laughs> it's true. It's one not, of the few. And not all the teams do. <laughs> What's a paladin? It's a knight. It's a knight. It's of sort, right? I don't know. You tell me. Oh, yeah. It's a sniper rifle in Call of Duty, but... Um, Which one? Not the newest one. Uh, Black Ops something. Oh, Black Ops 2. Uh, a paladin was any of the 12 peers of Charlemagne's court, of whom Count Palatine was the chief. Charlo- also called the 12 peers, or the 12 legendary knights. Foremost members of Charlemagne's court in the 8th century. Char- oh, I thought we were talking about Charlemagne the God. No, not Charlemagne the God. No. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for clearing that up. You bet, you bet, you bet. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Grizz, Grizz need to take the runaway. Make red zone trips count. Control the clock. And, uh, and, and not, I mean... I just, I don't know what to expect for their their pass defense. Are they as good as advertised against lesser teams, or are they just as good as advertised? So, um, not like like we saw against Delaware, avoid some of these opposite field turnovers that set up short field, just because I think they're going to be able to take better advantage of it. So, don't set yourself up in some bad spots. So, yeah, all right, that's what I see. So you got to win. I got a Grizz win. Yeah, I got a Grizz win. I think it's going to be a little we lower. Do. I think it's going to be like a 24-14 kind of game. I don't think this is going to be some... I don't think we're putting 49 on these guys. If we do, hell yeah, I love it. But I'm just... I'm not seeing that. I think it's going to be a little tighter. Especially right. if we are breaking in another O-lineman. <laughs> Fair, yeah. We're on, we're on Walker Watch. Oh, my God. Right? So, that's how I see it. All right. Okay. Four days, 21 hours, 11 minutes. Let's go. <laughs> was that a song? Oh, what was 
from rent or something. No, I'm just oh, kidding. 500,000. <laughs> I've heard you sing it, so there you go. <laughs> oh, man. All right, we ready for questions? Yep, let's do it. Okay. We got a lot of questions. We got a lot. We should, we should not shortchange the people. I, I, think, I think we've hit some of these, but I'm going to get through them. Okay, we're going to start with you, Grizz. Uh, Rats of Butte. Is anyone else leave the game disappointed that we gave up 19 points, even though it was still a 30-point victory? Also, the record decibel reading for the stadium was 111. How is that determined? Does it have to be an official reading? Doesn't seem like that number would have been eclipsed at Grizzcat this year. It does seem like that number would have been eclipsed at Grizzcat. I don't know about that. The only times I ever really know about decibel readings is when we're on national TV and the TV production crew is doing it. Like I, right. I've never seen it otherwise, so I don't really know. Um, but I would almost guarantee that it was louder at the Grizzcat both this year and two years ago. Yeah. Um, to your question about giving up 19 points, yes, it bothered me quite a bit because that's way more points than we've given up in like a month. True. We are playing well. We're playing continually better teams. Um, well, less those, less scouting, less prep. One of those touchdowns was kind of junk. It was a little fluky. The the one right before halftime in the snowstorm, like we talked about, I I kind of chalked that one up to the elements. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Powerish has a couple here, so I'll ask the first one. Um, think about name and likeness. Will you all be looking to take on advertisers for the pod? And maybe just redirect any profit to the NIL collective. Hmm. Maybe do an always blading shirt. Well, we're doing the Highline tour apparently, so let's uh, let's start there. Yeah, I, yeah. I would say we would we would Not, listen yeah. to deals ideas. and yeah. ideas and stuff, but yeah. you know we we don't make any money so mike said it i think it really well in a text we have nothing to lose by not doing anything <laughs> which made me right? giggle i mean we put out free content that you all listen to nobody has to sign up for anything like i'm i'm very secure in feeling like we've got a good spot in this world yeah, we're doing but i definitely think we want the nil to be successful and yeah. we see the need for it so i do think and brin's had a few of these conversations i do think we'll look for ways that we can be of help but yep. this pod is never going to be behind a paywall. That I can tell you. Oh, my God. 100%. Never. 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 Okay. So his second point, and I haven't read this all the way through, so I hope I'm not going to just walk myself into a, a minefield here. This might be more of a question for Luke. A while back, I think at the beginning of the Cruzado reign, Bozeman made a very deliberate move to mooch off UM's athletic success. Basically, during every broadcast of the game the Grizz were involved with, Bozeman was throwing in commercials at every commercial break for their university and relying on prospective students to get confused on which Montana school they were watching. It seemed to work for them, and then some. I have never understood UM's lack of retaliating to this manner. To this date, UM is not good in the marketing department. I have a senior in high school, and after he did the blanket application for all Montana schools, Bozeman sent an avalanche of media to him, and the UM was crickets at the same time. Mm. Even the NIAI schools sent more than Montana. Luke, (laughs) is this something you notice on campus? Do you know any of these people? Is anything being done to correct? Yeah. Man, this is a big conversation. And there's a lot of a lot of different parts. Yeah. 
there's not one answer to that narrative, um, but it's something that a lot of employees talk about at UM. Yeah. Uh, and we've we've heard uh, people who work at UM experience the same thing, like a lack of advertisements to their students. One thing that we hear in response from some of the people uh, that work in the marketing and communications sort of zone is that because there's a finite pot of money to spend on this stuff, yeah, yeah, um, you know that you have to make choices, sure. and a lot of times at UM, I think that they say they do digital marketing that shows up on your kids' apps and you know browsers and stuff like that, and parents don't see it as much yeah. as the flyers and and. And the stuff that comes to the physical address, which parents will all get. But I mean, like, marketing's bigger than that because parents talk to their friends. Mike, talk to I think MSU has a far bigger, bigger budget, budget. Yeah. so they can do both. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. we have to make more selective uh, choices, I think. But, you know, I also, over the years, have been really suspicious of the excuses given to us by marketing folks at um and there's been a lot of turnover so I, i'm not worried about offending anyone yeah who's presently marketing uh because they're they're probably fairly new i agree but in the last 15 years there's been a few where i've thought this person's full of crap yes <laughs> i'm not gonna name any names but and, yeah and yeah. get me privately and I'll, I'll name some names but i would say that one there was a comment that president bodner had where people are like I'm not seeing your ads where I need to see him. And he's like, well, no offense, but I'm not recruiting you. Yeah. And I, I kind of appreciate that. I would, I would like broader context of it. Like show me where you are, but I've got a junior in high school here in town and she's getting a lot of stuff from you. UM was her first tour and visit and information site. Granted it's, it's backyard. Right. But, um, I don't know. So there's when you, when you're working with a smaller budget, and you know, then you have to be more choosy. MSU has a bigger budget; they have far more students, and some of their, you know, you're like, well, why doesn't UM have a bigger budget? Like, they they weren't always bigger than UM, but I think some of the enrollment push, sure, or the surge in enrollment is due to macroeconomic factors. And now this is super freaking boring, right? <laughs> but it turns out like. A lot of the things that MSU does really well seem like super secure, right? It's like yeah. less understandable how you're gonna parlay that degree into a hundred and twenty thousand dollar a year job. If you're good at math and engineering, it's a slam dunk, yeah. right? Yeah. And you want to go there. In fact, my boss, Mike's neighbor, has a kid who went to MSU. Uh, he's actually he's graduating like next week. God, I feel like he's been there for like two years. It's been like five. Okay, <laughs> and he's getting a master's. Time right? flies yeah. on. But uh, you know the kid's a like a math genius and stuff. So like, even though his dad works at UM, MSU is the right choice. MSU does no. a lot of stuff really well. Yeah. No. And I want to be careful not to like dunk on the institution. We will dunk on their football program. <laughs> um, I think MSU was clever in the marketing program piggybacking off of our uh success on tv but that's not regulated by 
the, the Montana University no, and they're not system. the first person to think about that. Other schools have done it, and UM could have, and it used to drive UM fans nuts. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. we wouldn't. And, uh, yeah, I mean, maybe we should, but maybe our marketing executives are, you know, those folks thought that there were better ways to spend money. Um, I, I Maybe we've talked about this too long. I want to be conscientious of that. No, and there, there are a lot of reasons. I, I think you're right. I just, uh, I think it's super, marketing is super complicated. It's very, you know, I don't know. I, I I have a lot of personal opinions on this, but um, <laughs> trying to keep this 100 and also not dunk on folks For sure. too hard. But UM is such a great institution, and we are patently different than MSU. And As we should be. I, I wonder, too, like a little bit, um, if you're confused about what school to go to, you might not be wanting to go to school. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, come on now. <laughs> it's expensive. Yeah. So figure it out and then start cutting checks. Yeah. But, like, if you're just going to be broadly educated um, in the liberal arts, I, we're the school, right? If you want to go to the, if you want to go into the healthcare field, like, we're probably a little better. If you want to go into engineering and ag, go to MSU. Right. Like, there are very clear choices here. Um, that are going to be best for your your young, which is the kid. way a state like Montana should be set up. And it, at various times in their history, the regions try and prevent, you know, duplication. Yeah, and then other versions will be like, sure, go ahead. But you know, for the most part, they try and prevent it. And there have been talks about maybe UM and MSU should have some sort of armistice. I can't. I'm not saying that word right. Armistice. Right. on how they recruit in-state students like we should put out a combo packet on what you can do mm. at each school because it is in some fungible way tax dollars going to like potentially mislead an in-state student oh, i'm glad you said mislead because i have one thing and we've talked about it before on thinking pod. about like oh like i want to be an engineer and they're like and i saw an ad from um that said i could be an engineer you know from um and and maybe you can sort of but it's maybe not the best place to become a civil engineer and we shouldn't be misleading um our montanans in that way and vice versa right like they shouldn't you know they shouldn't be claiming that like their school's the best to do x y and z because it's not the best place to do certain fields yeah I think that in any any other industry outside of higher education, their website domain being montana.edu would be misleading to consumers and would probably be flagged by something like Google. Mm. Because you never, if a kid's going to UM, they might say, I'm going to Montana. And everybody in this state will know where they're going. If they're going to Bozeman and they say, I'm going to Montana... No one is going to get that from that. Yeah. yeah. And that is how I feel like they piggyback off UM success way back because I think they were way ahead of it. And back to the question writer. If you need some information for your child, uh, let me know. 
<laughs> Even if I, you know, I work in the College of Health, but like if uh, they want to yeah. know something about being pre-law, whatever, I'll hook them up. I, I, I'll give you the personal, or not the personal, the the email address and phone number of the person they can contact. Cell phone of yeah. passionate bonder. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I love it. Let me know. Uh, the only other point he made, which I think a lot of people noticed last night on the big screen, was the blue and white background when it showed the teams. And so you had Grizz logo and white script with a blue background. Um, I think that is the NCAA colors, yeah. like making things neutral, which is yeah. so stupid. Yeah. Like This is a ranked seeded team in a playoff. Like yeah. It is not a neutral site. Uh, all right. Uh, I'm fairly sure this is Clayton. I think I figured out his egress name, but uh, pointed out that the second quarter lasted forever. Oh, yes, it did. And then is wondering why we have both Bergen and Graves on kickoff. Seems like it'd be better to have another blocker. Um, I think that it's to try and get Bergen opportunities because I think that Bobby thinks that if if they if Graves is deep and gets it. He's a pretty talented guy in his own right. Yeah. And I think that's the design. And Graves is unique enough that if he gets the ball, he can do good things with it. Right. But he can also go be the lead blocker for Bergen. Easily enough. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't have a problem with that at all. Yep. <clears throat> Alabama Grizzly is wondering our thoughts on SpaghettiO deviled eggs. Oh, why? And there is a picture, so I'm showing it to these guys. But why? Uh, five I, deviled eggs with SpaghettiOs. But why? I have a lot of questions. I that gave me a that gave me a dirty fart just <laughs> just looking at the picture. Uh, have you guys had SpaghettiOs recently? No. Um, I had them once when James was younger, and like I remember when I was a kid, I used to think this was this treat. And I got it for James once, and James didn't like him, and I tasted it. I was like, this is terrible. It's not good. <laughs> like, what's the what's the ravioli ones? Chef Boyardee. I had one of the So Courtney had bought those for our kids like four or five years ago. And I was just like, look at that. Um, so. <laughs> Chef Boyardee. <laughs> yeah, Chef Boyardee. And so I ate one of the ravioli things. And it was disgusting. They're terrible. It was like the, so bad. Oh my god! Very few times in my life have I been like, "This is the worst grade meat the FDA would possibly approve." This is horse. Like this I can is horse meat. It's I the can, lowest percentage of like of meat. real meat possible. Yeah, and people are like, "Oh, you know, this fast food restaurant or that fast food food restaurant has horrible meat." I've never been able to determine that it's really bad meat except when i'm eating the ravioli <laughs> out of so, a can like that's really bad meat so if i google does uh aforementioned company have horse meat the top result pops up and says we've all eaten horse like it or not <laughs> <laughs> it allegedly might not be real meat oh my god <laughs> Might not be beef allegedly. Oh man! I mean, yeah. Our attorneys are telling us to use the word allegedly a allegedly. lot right now. <laughs> we are just having fun. We are not being serious. Uh, okay, so Flathead Grizz points out that the Delaware for quarterback said in the post game press conference that Washington Grizzly is louder than Penn State by far. With that being said, was the Delaware O line disciplined that they did not get a false start until the third quarter? 
or the wet snow muffle some of the loudness. And Flathead, I read this. The O-line got a false start on their first possession of the game. Yeah, there was an early one. But there were not as many false starts as I thought. No, but they were definitely rattled by it. I actually thought the coolest thing about that quote, that's always fun. And, you know, it's like a whole lot of people who have never been here and experienced it always put it down. But I always think that's kind of fun because it is one thing that we as fans get to be a part of. You know, and it's like we talk about how we can contribute. It's like get loud and try and get false starts. It's a fun little goal. But um, that got put out there by one of those national weird accounts, like the Sickos Committee or something. Not that one. Right. But another one of those. One of those. And an employee of the Sam Houston State Bearcats media department, sports media department, quote tweeted it. Mm. And he said... When I was a player with Stephen F. Austin in 2010, yeah. we went there, and it was the loudest stadium I'd ever been to, and we had a kid on our team who transferred from LSU, and he basically grew up going to LSU games and had played at LSU, and he said something like, I don't know how they made Washington Grizzly Stadium louder than LSU Stadium, but this kid who had played in both said that. And I just thought that was so cool because here's this guy, that's 14 seasons ago. And this yeah. random guy on Twitter who could have just left it be, he was like, oh, no, I've played there in the playoffs. And holy cow. Yeah, that's cool. And then there was another quote of that. Uh, his name is Vincent Johnson. And he said, I played at Texas twice, played at the Rose Bowl, Autzen, Montlake. None of them compare to being in Montana. I am so serious. Do you, do you, and he played for, he says, UC Golden Bear alum. So Cal, but he must have look into him a little bit. You should uh, retweet that one to the pod too. Uh, oh, I did on my account. Pull it up on the pod. You know, your account is not the pod. <laughs> we di- have you guys ever different I should be, yeah, tweeted okay. something from the pod yes. account and you thought it was yours? Once or twice, I'm pretty good about that. I actually during the campaign a, we had a campaign tweeted, tweet from the pod, yeah. didn't we? <laughs> there was one something with the campaign taxes, and then we deleted it really quick. But then there was one where I thought I was tweeting from the pod, and I was tweeting from my campaign Twitter, but it wasn't anything too bad. We oh, that's right, and you owned it. Yeah, no, no, oh, I, I owned it. I'm like Mike. <laughs> yeah. Years and years ago, I would go to practices before practices locked down, for, and I would tweet like every single thing I saw. And I remember at that point I had a couple of kind of fun burner type accounts, nothing, nothing awful, but just kind of some fun parody accounts. And I definitely went to a Grizz scrimmage. And with this parody account, I started related to like, um, you know, urban animals in Montana started uh, <laughs> tweeting a whole bunch of stuff about grizzly football. <laughs> and <laughs> uh, one of the comms directors now at Idaho, Jarek uh, was like, man, this, uh, this uh, urban animal knows quite a bit about grizzly football. <laughs> so. Brent, you've got such a funny regular Twitter account <laughs> in that you have to be really insider because you'll just tweet something, you know, like randomly. Right? Like you'll just tweet a name. Yeah. Like, and everyone is supposed to no know that you're watching the Packers game at that moment. <laughs> it was funny. So today, because uh, uh, some people know that uh, in my neighborhood to put up Christmas lights, we rent a bucket lift, and that's that was this weekend. And one of my newer neighbors came over and was helping out with a few things, and then we were helping him, and he's like, 
he's like, you're my favorite account to follow on Twitter right now. And he's like, I liked one of your tweets. So Twitter, all it does is suggest all your other tweets. And uh, you're pretty funny on game days. <laughs> so, I was going to say, if that. you happen well, to be a combination Packer fan and Grizz fan, there is no better follow I was gonna on say, the internet, I don't Mont- think. Montana Parley hates my guts right now because he's a Cat <laughs> fan and a Bears fan. And, you know, we're, uh, see, that's the ejection right there. He touched his face. Oh yeah, no. He Greenlaw initiated that. Sorry, we are no, still but that's sports, so. that's selective. Like that's, they got to no, watch man. the whole. They should. Thing. They should. Greenlaw should understand. be suspended for the season. I don't. That's criminal. Go screw yourself. <laughs> I don't know how how the Eagles had man. somebody from their team get kicked off the sidelines and ejected without a, a foul, penalty. without a flag. They should be a sideline flag. Man, that game is shitty. But you know man. what? That's a great win by the Shepard. Eagles. Got all whatever, went and scored a touchdown, and they're like, "Oh, the Niners are falling apart." And the Niners freaking stepped on their throats because the go. Eagles are overrated. Oh, that's they are. Jalen Hurts is going to be the worst MVP ever of the conference. Um, that's something. Well, the Eagles do all sorts of good stuff. He's just there. Um, they're not going to the Super Bowl. I don't think Eagles are going to the Super Bowl. Uh, the Eagles are one of the luckiest teams in the league right now. Like, let's, we're, this is not an NFL pod. Okay. Well, you got sports on around in front of us. So, um, empty Grizz rule. How will Friday night game impact attendance? I think we kind of touched on that. Hoping for pretty good. We'll miss. You know, we'll have less out of state, out of town people. I would guess the Friday night playoff games haven't been terrible. I bet it impacts out of town, but I kind of feel like in town you can feel the excitement kind of growing. When he points out, I saw him tweet this too because we follow each other on Twitter. He works Friday night, so he's out. You know, he's oh, he's at the job, so it sucks. Yeah. Um. Yeah, asking OL O line injuries. So this was I uh, didn't want to ask this for Grandma. So, but uh, CDA Gris said, James, which of the following teams are ass? A. Cats. <laughs> B. All of the above. Yeah. <laughs> We wanted to, you know, not get Mike in too much trouble anymore. <laughs> um, okay. Ursa Major says, at the beginning of the fourth quarter, ESPN announcers referred to Alex Gubner, he says Gunner, but Gubner, as the mayor of Missoula. Whoa. It's common knowledge that Mike Nugent has legally trademarked this term. <laughs> I'm just reading. Uh, should we expect legal action against the announcers oh, for ESPN man. or the Walt Disney Company? Don't go after Disney, but my wife. No, but there was something else. Like when I was watching the Cat Bison playoff game, those announcers were so obnoxious because they were talking about we can't believe that this matchup's in this round and both of these teams could have been higher seeds and NDSU could have been seeded and I'm just thinking like you guys don't know anything about any of the other teams in the whole bracket. No, you're just you're just here. You just got assigned here. Yeah, I think I'm just imagining like the the campaign video that Alex Gubner would run and it would be a, it would be some mashup of him slicing through the line and getting a tackle for loss and he'd be like it stops here <laughs> and like um hiking your taxes boom like clip it stops here like, vote for me. <laughs> Slice through the line. Boom. Boom. And then back to him. It stops here. <laughs> What's his degree in? Gosh, I don't know. So someone on Egress posted his, uh, the um, when he was, when he did his letter of intent. And it said he intends for pre-law. Hmm. And I 
replied to the comment. And I was like, Gubner is an attorney. <laughs> like, <it's, laughs> yes. like he's some plaintiff attorney and he just bulldozes. The hey, there, you, you, there are a um, uh, handful of really good attorneys oh. in the Missoula community who are former Grizzly oh, men. Oh, yeah. Linebackers? Big dudes. Dylan, like Dylan McFarlane. Yeah. yeah. Just saying, there's so, precedence for intimidating it. Intimidating players. The website says management and entrepreneurship. Hey, there we go. That's my realm. Nice job, Gub. Uh, okay, Everett Grizz is wondering if anyone bought a beer for a Delaware fan. No. Friday night. I was. It was funny though. I walked into the stadium at halftime. After half, at the start of the third quarter, and. Um, there was so I come in from the north entrance and I come up the steps and I sit on the west side, and so before you get to the boxes, like you come up the steps from the north and you hang a left, and there's a guy standing there and he's leaning on the railing and he's got a hat on that says Blue Hens and he's wearing a blue coat, and so I I stop and I pat him on the shoulder and I was like, did you come out with the team? And he's like, no, I drove. Oh my <gasps> god! And I'm like, from Delaware? And he's like, yeah, pretty much. And I was like, do you have a kid on the team? He's like, yeah, 75 on the O-line. And I was like, I'm glad you made it. And he's like, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I was just like, oh, shit. Was he a bigger dude? Cause Not they, really. They had a, 75 was a big dude. A, I noticed 75 when he got back on the field. They had a big guy in their crowd that was doing the dance for the dad dance oh, yeah, cam. Yeah, 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 he did yeah. well. He did Credit really to well. him. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Delaware may not have won that night, but he, he that won guy. that moment. Yeah, that was, he got the whole stadium Go- cheering for him. <laughs> yeah. Google Maps tells me that it's a 34-hour drive Dude. from Newark to Missoula. It's 2,300 miles. I've done Pittsburgh to Missoula, but I, that's then that's a haul. Oh, there's buddy! A, there's a lot of that middle stretch of America that's, especially this time of year, it's not pretty. You could have caught up on our podcast. Um. Evergrizz also points out the natural option to raise the 37 flag, John Edwards. Because he beat Furman. Hey. Ooh. Wow. I like that. Who said that? Everett? Everett. I do. Someone someone should get that on the athletic department's radar. Stat. Uh, Buford's wondering if the cats should fold their football program. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's so much fun beating them. (laughs) Okay, uh, over to X. Montana Gross Foam Finger, where does last night rank among the worst weather games you've been to? I thought thought that was an interesting question. It's definitely not like one of the I'm going to remember this forever weather games for me. And the second quarter was holy crap. It was fun, like, in how you could not see. But, I mean, people got so wet they were leaving. Like, that's kind of a bummer. Like, yeah. I mean, after halftime, I mean, it's 35 to 12 or whatever at the half. I think a lot of people just said, yeah, hey, we're going to win. Let's go. We're good. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm soaked enough. And the thing is, I, I, it feels like you don't remember the weather as much in a win. Because I'll never forget that Weber road playoff oh. game. That was, and I, I'll bet, I'll bet the snow and influence of the weather was just as bad in this game. But that Weber game, like, I just get chilled thinking about that game. Yeah, it was wet. Um, yeah. So maybe it's the loss makes it worse. But outside of that, I mean, because like the app, oh nine app, when the snow showed up at halftime, but that was like such an amazing, incredible game. Like maybe the best ever game played in that stadium. 
Um, Cal Poly last year, we blew them out, but it was just fun. Everyone was having fun. Um, I can think of a few games like when it was raining that just sucked. Like, I hate rain. Give me snow over that. But, yeah. yeah. But it was fun. I mean. Yep. Uh, okay. Johnny Claxton says, was Maroon on Maroon a nod to Brent? If it's true, they weren't allowed to do black. Of course it was. I picked the truth. <laughs> so this is a question that we've gotten a few times, and I, I meant to ask. Um, yeah. I was under the impression that they could wear any jersey that they wore during the season. I have no clue. Um, yeah. But some people have said that they're only able to wear their standards. So maybe I'll ask somebody next time I see someone that might know. Should we test them? Should we see if should we press Kent and see if they'll wear tell him to wear black on Friday? I think it's gonna be Maroon number in the hallway. Uh, okay, Bridger. How awesome is this? A playoff run. Seriously, thankful to be a Grizz fan. Could you imagine being a fan of any other team? Youngstown, McNeese, Marshall, App State, Georgia Southern. All irrelevant. North Dakota State, bored. Cats. <laughs> Never experienced the roller coaster. <laughs> As he went That's on, hilarious. I was like, oh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> but I actually, the first part of his question is spot on. Like, it's great. This is so it's, fun. It is fun because we haven't had this in a long time. And yeah. It's fun. Having a blast. Yep. Lynn Solomon, am I the only one who thinks the opponent's nickname should be the Fur Men? F U R. Oh. I'm just like back here. <laughs> I'm just gonna, just gonna let that one go, Lynn. Oh my gosh, I like that. That's I the, like the image. Friend of the pod. <laughs> uh, Chris Fumfinger also asks What song lyrics best represent your reaction to the North Dakota State, Montana State blocked PAT? Oh. So there is a meme <laughs> video with a guy. And I think Monty did this, where he's like sitting there and he's like, "Is he gonna do it? Is he gonna do it? Oh my god!" And then he starts singing like a Creed song, like "Can you take me higher?" Can you? He's like belts it out. And I feel like if I had like actual time on my hand, I'd like edit mirror the two up side by side. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Or, Or the Celine Dion one for the epic loss, right? The Titanic one. The far <laughs> near what I think is I just want to I just want to pan to the MSU fan right the, the, guy. the guy and I want it to it's to cue immediately so you had a bad day <laughs> break them on down <laughs> oh my god uh, okay, here's Jeff Blanchett just talking about progressively worse and worse penalty yards in the last four games. Last two games, mm-hmm. we've had 16 penalties for 175 yards. Last three, we had 25 for 245. Um, worry about getting lax. I think we covered it, but I think we kind of agree. Um, anything else on that? I don't think so. Uh, Thor here. What was the pod's favorite play from last night? His was Schaefer Ugh. plowing over that poor DB on his way to the end note. End yeah, zone. that's mine too. I I put that on the pod Twitter last night. Like, yeah. it just was fun to see, and you heard the pop of the him just like the guy trying to put his shoulder into him and just yes. falling backwards. The old truck stick Schaefer out there. What I love about that is like Schaefer. So Schaefer was a transfer that showed up, not showed up that we brought in through the summer. I don't, he wasn't here in the spring. I don't think. 
Um, his role is to get one holding penalty a game. <laughs> um, no, no, no. Seriously. But his role 90% of the time is to block. Um, and this is something like, it's not a big secret. Like we saw this, uh, we, we, we saw this on film after the cat game. Like he had a specific role to make sure number 10 for the cats was on the ground. If he, if he comes free of a tackle, um, it's kind of an unsung type of role that, uh, you know, blocking doesn't show up in the stat books. He doesn't get the fans to cheer like crazy, but he, he's like day in, day out. And he, he blocks his ass off. Yeah. He gets a couple mm-hmm. penalties. Um, but he just, he like brings like a passion and intensity to it. So, and you notice it like the team's excitement on his touchdown, um, really resonated that, you know, they definitely appreciate the effort he puts into it. And it's kind of like one of these guys where he just, he doesn't have 600 yards. He doesn't have 10 touchdowns, you know? Um, but when he gets that opportunity, he made the most of it. And it's super, super cool. Listen to his high school bio. <laughs> okay. Standout lineman. He was a lineman. Oh, that does, yeah. And three sport ath- athlete, Connorsville, Indiana. Um, he, let's see here. I want to fast forward to a two time sectional champion as a wrestler. <laughs> um, Two-time regional qualifier in track and field, not for throwing, for the 110 and 300 meter hurdles. <laughs> what? The dude's an offensive lineman, <laughs> wrestler, hurdle? and <laughs> like a really good 110 and 300 meter hurdler. Oh my god! What the hell? Yeah. So what I want, what I think too, is this asshole could have hurdled he could have hurdled that guy and he went for the truck stick love it he was like i could score no i'm running this little bitch over (laughs) oh my god that's amazing (laughs) i hope i meet him someday so i could ask him did you think about hurdling him or is your instincts just pulverized kill him oh my god i love it uh, okay, Luke Rounds is wondering if the Cats or Ash shirts are part of James's NIL deal. Um, he also pointed out that the on TV it looked like you could barely see at times because of the snow. And how hard was it actually snowing? I think the point of Cliff's touchdown that got reviewed because he flipped the ball pretty quick. That was the point. It was like it was hard to see across the field, but you could still I, see. Oh, snow. see, I thought it was snowing harder on Delaware's touchdown, where it was just like. I but might, I mean, there were moments. It's yeah, like it was. from the north end zone, like I could not see the other side of the field. It was snowing so hard. Yeah. <clears throat> so yes, it was snowing that hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Okay. Let's see. So then we've got. Uh, <sighs> oh, uh, three hundred six. Chris just wants to point out that stats are fun. Clifton McDowell has the least amount of interceptions thrown of any quarterback left in the playoffs. This is a cool customer. Yep. Uh, Casey, Casey Oman asked, did I go Tiger Woods style with the ball cap and the beanie? Casey, you bet your ass I did. I am not. That cap is making it to every game, and I probably look like an idiot, but it doesn't matter. Um, Teeny weeny beanie. Yeah. Uh, okay, so. Good old Grizzly says the last time we played Furman was 2001. If Spotify was around then, what would be your top five musical <laughs> artists and top three songs from Spotify Wrapped in 2000 
and one. God, 2001, I would have had a weird mix of like Kenny Chesney and Lifehouse and <laughs> like Matchbox 20 would be in there. One mm. Nickelback is always on my list. Oh, no. <laughs> no. I don't know. Uh, Outcast has got to be on there in 2001, right? Yeah. Like they came out. Um, gosh. I'm now Googling it. DMX. Ooh. Petey oh. Pablo, raise up. Take your shirt off. Yeah. All right. Uh, that probably would have been a thing called love. Jay-Z. Yeah, some Nas out at that point. Jesus. I would have been all rap. All not right. sure. Yeah. All right. I got the... I got the Billboard year-end Hot 100 singles of 2001 up. We should just go karaoke. What What do you think was number one? Drops of Jupiter. No, that was number four, Ooh. but nicely played. Mm. little train there. Number one was... I've mentioned them. I mentioned them on what would have been on my wraparound. Was it like... Uh... I can't even think of it. What is it? Hanging by a moment, Lifehouse. Oh, oh, oh! Yeah, it was a good damn song. Matchbox Twenty had a, a big one. Um, was Destiny's Child in Incubus. There? Destiny's Child's in here a couple times. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, that's when uh, J Lo and Ja Rule, Michelle Branch. What about Sugar Ray? Was Sugar Ray doing stuff? I don't point? think Sugar Ray was on this Sugar year, but he was right there. around then. Yeah. Shaggy, it wasn't me. There yes, we go. was Creed out with? My sacrifice that year. I don't think that was on this one. (laughs) What would you do? Sit city high. Oh my god. Oh my god, that fucking song. Destiny's Child Survivor. God no. Lady Marmalade. Got me thinking. Outcast Miss Jackson. Number twenty five. There we go. Um underrated song. Faith Hill. Song from that year is Where the Party At by Jagged Edge. Jagged Edge. Love Jagged Edge. Mm-hmm. Love Jagged Edge. Madonna had the number 34 hit that year. Don't tell me. Oh, good for her. Yeah, who knew? Casey and JoJo, crazy. Yeah. Out. Oh, Casey and JoJo. 36. Great R&B girl. Yeah. Gosh, now I'm thinking about ex-girlfriends, Mike. Ooh. We got we to move on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Creed with arms wide open. Number oh, there we go. This song hey. must have bridged two years. <laughs> there we go. If it was a straight 12, 12 months, that would have been higher. It turns out it's bridged about 20 years for me, Mike. <laughs> ESPN just popped up a projected 12-team playoff if the playoffs in the FBS were this year. And look how amazing that slate is. I am like... That'd be so fun. So when do you think the first round of games are going to be? I don't know. Are they going to be between Christmas and New Year's? Sure. And I think it's going to be great. Yeah. All right. Pumped. Uh, We addressed this in a reply, but Gabe was just saying he's frustrated the bubble isn't ready. Um. So I responded to this, and I will just tell you that it's Mike's fault. It's my fault. No, I'm familiar <laughs> with Mike what some elected. of the delays were, and they have nothing to do with anybody at the university dropping the ball. And I can tell you the people at the university, including people outside of athletics and facilities, are very frustrated. Um, that something like this has not been built in Missoula before, and there was a really interesting kind of. Mm. Um, rabbit hole they had to go down. Take a walk into the weeds on on um, occupancy, and 
the the university kind of wanted to say, well, occupancy is only going to be X because we're only using it for these things, but that's not really how you do a building. Like building code would say how many people could actually fit in here oh. per the square footage, and that impacted the number of doors they had to have, which changed a little bit of some other things. Like fire code um, and stuff. Yeah. As I, I, you know, interesting. And there's some other things too, but, you know. Cue Alice Gubner video. Unnecessary regulation. <laughs> Boom. But stops here. It's moving forward. They're uh, going to get it done. And this is not something to be frustrated with uh, athletics at all. This is not on them. Okay. God. I'd place it solely on the city council of Missoula. Well, you'd be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> city council has nothing to do with this freaking Walbert. That's a joke. Jeez. Um, Tom Coolen, what do we think about starters being in so late in a blowout? I think we didn't like it. I hated it, man. I hated it. Especially O line. Get those young guys reps. What are we doing? Yeah. Uh, Silvertip Nation says, is this FCS Nation Radio's dream matchup for a quarterfinal? On one hand, if the Grizz win, Furman loses, and he's ecstatic. On the other, if Furman wins, he gets to talk unlimited shit about the SoCon being superior. I, um, both you and I have met him once. Yeah. And I can I say affirmatively yes. <laughs> That is all very accurate. Yep. All right. Uh, Zachary Lord, despite the sloppy game, I am always happy for a decisive win. Exactly. I think the conditions and sloppiness contributed to some of our big playmakers like Junior and Gilman not having their best days. Uh, which players stepped up most to contribute most to the 30 not 30, oh, not 30 point win over Delaware. If you guys missed this, Delaware's coach in the postgame said he felt their team was better than the 30-point loss that they were just mm. handed. You know, what else is the coach going to say? Like, I mean, no. no team is as bad as getting blown out by 30 points. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, some probably are. Nevada is. but um, <laughs> Jeff Cho's going to fix that. Yeah. Cho <laughs> momentum. Uh, Silvertip Nation. Do you think some of the flags thrown by some of the refs last night, and one ref in particular, were... Um, retributive against the Grizz. I've had a few beers. Uh, due to Grizz fans, due to our general hostility, it seemed personal. I don't think they were any retribution to Grizz fans, but I think that crew didn't have the flow of the game. And especially in the second half, there were some flags thrown that it felt like they felt like they were supposed to throw them and yeah. they they weren't necessary in my mind. Yeah. I, you see some instances. I mean, we saw this with the Sac State game where officials feel like they need to rapidly insert themselves into the game to take control of it out of fear of losing control of the game. And mm. I think they thought they were sitting on a powder keg that they needed to control. Which, from a fan perspective of seeing this Grizz team, it didn't feel like that at all. But I don't hear what's being said on the field. So, yeah. No, and I don't think the refs... I actually think the refs are pretty good at tuning out the crowd. Like, I don't think... Like, I think they hear the noise and know people are watching. But I don't think they're that responsive to what a fan says. And I know this from lots of experiential testing. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> You're pretty close to the field. Yeah. Yeah. 25 years have, right there in the front row. I have really tried to get the ref's attention. <laughs> have you ever yet to do it? Yeah, yeah, have you ever been able to attention. tell a ref heard something you individually yelled? In football? No. In football. No. Wait, no, in where basketball, at? Basketball. Basketball. Are you yelling at James basketball, basketball games? <laughs> no, I sit behind the the opposing bench oh, right. at basketball games. And I have I got Randy to react once. And there's another coach. Maybe it was the old Sac State coach. There's a few players. Where I've gotten yeah. to react because it was like I said something like, Dude, you're losing by 13 with a minute left. Stop fouling. And he, like, turned around. <laughs> All right. Do you remember... Uh, he, uh, I know you do. Noah. Oh, God. Yeah. And yeah. how he... Yeah. Great would, guy. Noah Jennings. Rest in yeah. peace, Noah. Noah Jennings. Yes. Great kid. He would stand in the student section and... With those Mickey Mouse Just ones. talk at the players <laughs> and the coach. And it's unfortunately not all that loud in that arena sometimes. And you could totally tell that they were trying not to acknowledge Noah. Oh, my word. And then he had a whiteboard one time and was like, oh, my. Yeah. Oh, he was, was great. great. Yeah, great kid. And it's yeah. funny because now where I sit, like, I'm kitty corner to the student <laughs> section. And all those people would have heard everything he said word for word. And I just <laughs> think, like, what do they think of him? Like, do they think he's hilarious? Or <laughs> obnoxious? All of I above. thought it was hilarious. Yeah. All right. Uh, Southwest Alaska Grizz. Is it premature to make travel plans for the semifinals? Coming Not if Alaska. you live in Alaska. Yeah. You go ahead and make that plan. And worst case scenario, you've got a credit for something else. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Rob Turner with short week plus travel day. Plus a travel day. Will that have a significant impact on Furman's ability to game plan for the Grizz? I don't know that it'll be significant, but that's a rushed week because, I mean, they got to take a long flight on Thursday. Yeah, I'm with you. You can plan. It's going to be the prep, the, the walkthrough, the scrimmage, the scout team. Super limited. Eric Witz is wondering if anyone got a 9.5 from the French judge for skating – down the footbridge or around town after the game? I almost fell down the stairs after halftime. Mm. I was at the very bottom, but like the yeah. l- next to last step coming down, like slipped and like grabbed some woman's shoulder. And like yeah. you could tell she was very like concerned. Uh. I hope I didn't hurt it in any way. <laughs> <laughs> um, Coulter Larry says, Why does the NCAA control literally everything that goes on Grizz Vision during the playoff games? Because the sites are. NCAA neutral. Property. Yeah, I, it's it's one of the most ridiculous things about the NCAA. And frankly, it would cost them less money to stop caring about yeah. that because it's so irrelevant. Like, yeah. Coulter's also wondering uh, where fans can see a close view of the Brawl, the, the Great Divide Trophy. It is in the Champion Center, so it's not in. Um, oh, they moved it. Oh, because it no, used it to, sits in the Champion Center. Because they used to put it at the glass doors in the Adams Center that could loop down to the yep. tunnel. Yeah. So you could see it through the glass doors, and then if they're open, you could just go. Whatever. Maybe that's where it sits. But I think it sits in the hallway of the Champion Center, um, leading to the locker room. Leading to the locker room. I'll I'll look tomorrow. I'll let you guys know. All right. I'll take a spin. All right. Um, Jordan Donnelly, fact, Delaware's quarterback. Said Washington Grizzly is louder than Penn State. It's awesome. This is funny, though. Sean Rainey tweeted that, and he had, like, ten replies, and I opened it up. 
half of them are like dumbass Penn State fans. They're like, we're not going to get loud for Delaware, blah, blah, blah. So I, was, I had some jokes loaded up about Penn State's offense, but I had better stuff to do. That's a lot nicer than the other jokes Penn State might <laughs> Okay, thank you for saying that because I was about to make one. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, Andy Nelson, have my jeans dried out yet? No, they haven't. Wait. <laughs> From your excitement no, about no. the win? <laughs> Sorry. Yes. It's a fair question. Uh, no and no? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I swallowed one appropriate joke. I'm going to make another. <laughs> Uh, Lane Norberg just pointing out the Delaware coach saying the Grizz were not 30 points better than them. You know, I would say that coach was right because we didn't score in the fourth quarter and we dropped a couple touchdowns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were 51 yes. points better than those fuckers. Oh, <laughs> um, oops, I clicked a button. Josh Tate has a screenshot from the Furman message board that Luke's very proud of. Permanent Montana. Purple Horse 123 says, I honestly believe we will win. They are very good, but we have a lot of senior experience. It's a loud environment, but I'm not convinced that playing in 32 degree weather with no precipitation should be a factor. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. What's interesting is my father just texted me because this is what he does at 1040 at night now that he's retired. Um, and he updated me on what the uh, weather forecast was on not one but two local news stations. Perfect. <laughs> and uh, he says that they say it will snow on Thursday and Friday. Love it. I really need to get my snowblower started. I cannot get that sucker to turn over. Are you going to go with small engines? Uh, no. God. <laughs> I have a, a battery powered snowblower. Well, should I plug it in? I could plug it in, but plug like in. I cannot like get it to turn over. And it's driving me Listen. nuts. Does it have a choke on it? Yeah, but I mean, it's not the best one. Got it. Um, Calvin Quindry is going to be home in like a week. and It's going to snow on Thursday, Luke. That's, is that a week? They're next? always out there with their push mower, though. I always feel guilty he's, using my snowblower. Well, no, I'm saying he's, he has like a master's degree in engineering. He's from MSU. From wah, wah, wah. Okay. But he's graduating. He's coming home. You should, you should get that little nerd to like work on your stuff. <laughs> Hey, dork. No. You guys lost to us in the he's brawl. A, Fix my stuff. No, he's a I'm nice sorry, no, He's such a nice guy. No, sorry. In fact, I feel like he's going to be a millionaire. He has this, like... Fixing snowboards? No. Well, listen. He, cre- he like, sorry. created his own, like, sort of... Uh, what Nerf gun that shirt, shoots, like, these, like, foam balls. Yeah. It'll break your damn window. And he like, and his dad's like, you need to patent this design yeah. and sell it. It's like a weapon. Amazing. But he engineered it all and three D printed it. And that's crazy. Um. Anyway, that kid could fix your snowblower, Mike. I guarantee you. <laughs> uh, okay. Um. We have a question. If Dell has another year, Mick Dell has another year of eligibility. He does indeed. Yes. Hell yes. Terrence says he keeps thinking about how there was a question after NAU if this team had enough talent. Says, I'm not pointing fingers because <laughs> Terrence is guilty too. Now it looks like an unfair overabundance of talent. So Terrence's question, for better or worse, unfair. what impact do you think the portal may have this offseason? 
the portal. Oh man, portal I opens tomorrow. Am obviously concerned that we could lose some players for in sure. The portal, but we could gain some players too. I mean, the por- the the portal changes the way college football is. Like our our sign and develop pool isn't the whole team anymore. It's half the team. The portal giveth and the portal taketh away, right? It really, yep. truly does. Um, it would be so cool if we could bring back, you know, everyone. Yeah. Like it was the old, old, olden days. We probably we won't, won't I mean, bring back every not, starter yeah. that can come back. No, there will be turnover. There will be someone who leaves who are like, oh, that sucks. But like we discussed, I think on the pod a couple of weeks ago, like, Um, who should be our starting running back right now? Gilman. No, think think long term. Longer than Gilman, the retro freshman. Uh, Chase Reynolds. Is no, not on our okay. team. They're <laughs> not, not on our team. <laughs> no. Oh, what? Oh, who who left here? Who left here? Oh, uh, oh, Marcus Knight. Yeah, still playing college football. Three years ago, we would have freaked out. At the prospect of him That's not being point. here. That's a great point. Right? Yep. yep. You know, I, I actually think for some of the things that I've been frustrated with the staff over the years, I think they're actually adapting well to the transfer portal. Like yeah. It. I'm just – it's it's just so fun to imagine bringing back – Everyone. All, yes. Everyone that can return and adding players from the transfer portal. Well, you know what? The further we go in the playoffs, the more likely that that's a possibility that we're net positive in that area because I think we become attractive spot for transfers. And that's why I think that mid-December ESPN games on Friday nights don't hurt us because if that atmosphere is fun, you know, guys who just entered the transfer portal this week, they're seeing that. Yeah. doesn't hurt. All right, uh, Donovan wants to know, how do we feel about our offensive line going up against Furman? Furman is averaging three sacks a game currently. I was wondering if this is helped by a weaker conference in comparison. Wait, what now? What was the question? How do we feel about the Grizzo line against Furman's D-line? I I actually feel okay about it, even even if there are injuries. I think that group is gelling. Yep. Yeah, this, this O-line's earned my trust. Yeah, I'm I'm really confident in this line. I'm nervous about presume. I'm just gonna guess Walker's probably not gonna be ready. I don't know unless if that was just a tremendous acting job. But um, they've broken a lot of guys, and we've not noticed a drop off as we've needed to sub guys in, which is a testament to coaching, rotation, strength and conditioning, uh, everything they're doing. So hopefully it continues. Okay. Now Mike has a phone call. Is it your dad? No. Is he watching the news? Um, uh, actually, last question. Coulter Larry. I think Coulter's a newer follower of the pod. I've not seen questions from Coulter before. Uh, is wondering why Monty does not come out on a Harley anymore. Is wondering if, he, uh, if Monty let his motorcycle permit expire. I don't know. 
that Ford Raptor he came out on was pretty cool, and the Bronco earlier as a as a fellow mm. Bronco owner, I, you know, it was pretty cool. Yeah, I don't know. I I haven't even thought about that. I really. Um, who's this question from? Uh, I closed all out. Like Colton Larry. Okay, Coulter. Coulter. I got some bad news for you. Monty's not a real bear. <laughs> 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 and <laughs> the <laughs> is Champ a real bad <laughs> The person in the suit, they graduate. So it'd be, it's it'd highly be, likely. It's highly likely. This one can't the, the drive last a few can't actually drive <laughs> motorcycles or ride horses or do anything cool that the two that are actually professional mascots can do. Oh, it's a letdown. And in lieu of coming out on e-scooters like those stupid Weber State <laughs> cheerleaders. <laughs> so, speaking of mascots, though, so you know where we all sit by the visitor's tunnel. Um, after <laughs> the teams did their run out and Delaware did their run out, yeah. uh, the blue hen mascot who was there. Oh, shit. I didn't um, see it. Yeah. Um, he gets in the tunnel with his handler and he's like leaning against the concrete with his head down or her i think that the uh running out of the tunnel at the elevation maybe did so like the i thought the guy it was gonna pass out like because you can see the handler being like are you okay and he kind of flapped his hand I wish I would have killed it. <laughs> oh, guess. No more. No more. Tap the helmet. Tap, 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 tap. I'm not kidding. It was real. Like, this, is like, this is what happened. <laughs> but it survived because later on. Uh, the, the bird and Monty did a really nice dance. Like, yeah, they, yeah it's great. Oh it was snowing. You couldn't see I that see part. That part the field. Truth, they brought their JV bird. <laughs> That's what James said. James said, like, oh, they got a backup mascot. backup bird. James <laughs> was like, what is wrong with that bird? And everybody around us was making, like, bird flu jokes and stuff. Oh, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> the poor guy. Uh. <laughs> Good clean fun. <laughs> do you think Delaware brought their mascot, or do you think they like hired out like a local? What was there like a Craigslist oh. ad? Mascot needed. No, I bet they must brought be, it. I mean, they brought their cheerleaders. They must be five nine or taller. It would be. They had seats on the plane. It would be cheaper, right, to hire someone for like a hundred bucks than like fly someone out and like you know feed them and. Like if I if the Grizz weren't playing football and I saw a Craigslist ad where like North Dakota State needs someone to like put on the bison head and like walk around at a cat game, <laughs> would you consider it? Fuck yes, my twenty-one year old self would totally consider it. <laughs> It'd be just so funny, but I wouldn't like as as like a Grizz fan, I would not like be, like that block extra point, like rip the head off and be like, you know, yeah. yeah <laughs> I'd lose the hundred bucks, but it'd be worth it. It'd still be worth it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! God. I can't believe I forgot to tell you guys this until right so now. Uh, great. There's a lot happening in that game, but oh, just look down. Love poor it. birds just keeled over in the tunnel. <laughs> that was rough. Well, um, that's it. Those are the questions. All right. So, question for you: We play Friday night. Idaho plays Saturday yeah. late night. Yeah, yeah. Oh. 
if I had the opportunity to go to that Idaho game, should I? What? Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. If if the Grizz win, I would go to that Idaho game mm-hmm. all day long. If the Grizz lost, it might get a little salty. Yeah, I was gonna say that might be it might be too much windshield time with yeah yeah I. <clears throat> Well, one, Did Tubbs invite you and not Luke and me? Or what? what's going on here? No, I think I've got Coulter convinced that I should go cover oh, it. Right. <laughs> that's right. Coulter's second favorite team. If only, if, uh, only if I can get sideline media passes. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, you're gonna be, you'll be sitting in the it's box with him. Or, or working the sidelines. No. I will tweet actively. I can't wear. I could be media. Wear. I'm looking for new things to do. <laughs> Mike has so much free time now. <laughs> Look, looking for yeah. I think you should go one just because live sporting events. It's like the best reality TV ever. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like live sport. It's like what's gonna happen? You never know. Something crazy is always gonna happen. That'd be fun. A road trip with Coulter too. I mean, quite the conversation. Throwing it out there. We'll see what happens. Is Andrew going as well? If Andrew's going, it might even be better because I could educate Andrew on how to take the stick out and have a good time. <laughs> Let the fun flow, Houghton. <laughs> Come on, Houghton. I, I really have, enjoy your coverage of the Grizzlies. Thank you. It's very good coverage. He's very good. But you yeah. don't need to chastise every single unsportsmanlike comedy, <laughs> I, I have a question just because I've sort of lost the pulse on this uh, developing situation. Is there going to be a dunk tank anytime soon? I don't. We kind of check with Schmidt. I will tell you, at some point, the next time Schmidt comes to town, we will make sure that happens. Who knows when that is, Is he low-key burying this? He might be. It's been very quiet. Man. Schmidt, you're getting called out. I had two or three people at Quarterback Club on Monday ask me about the dunk tank. You guys, listeners, tweet at Schmidt. Find out. Don't let him forget this. There's a very real possibility that having a traveling dunk tank on our Highline tour, like, might be really fun. Bring Schmidt. Bring dunk Schmidt. Him. Just dunk. Just dunk him in. Oh dunk him in Shelby. Dunk him in Haver. Dunk him in Glendive. Every spot. Oh, we'll loop around to Billings. You can dunk him there again too. Oh my god. I like it. Um. He actually, we were texting, and he actually brought us some logistical questions, considering the temperature. Yeah, it's it can't be associated right at the game. Well, because like, he's not going to work. Because he was like, "How are you going to fill it?" And I was like, "Fuck, I don't know." Oh, dude, <laughs> we we have this figured. And out. And he's like, "Who's going to supervise it?" I was like, "Bro, I don't know. Like, this is just a concept." S- Such a lawyer. Super- <laughs> supervise? What the? Okay, and dad. He's like, and he's like, "Is it just going to freeze and break?" And I was like, "Buddy, I don't know." But Here's- there's the polar plunge, and they do that like in the oval. Here's the it's thing. like an above ground pool type thing, right? McGill Hall, we have a giant underwater weighing tank for like body composition. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we have a hose that leads from an old shower. From the, McGill Hall used to be the women's gymnasium, There's still basketball right. court kind of inside. Yeah, we just we'll just take that hose, run it out the back door. We'll do it right out there. 
right out there on there's like a big cement pad and sure it might freeze but we'll just take a sledgehammer and break up the top it's going to be uncomfortable and cold but your takes were cold too Ooh, whoa he knows it that's why we're doing it throwing down throwing yeah. down. we can figure this out and supervise what does he mean supervise he doesn't want anyone to drown in a dunk take while we're in the game oh so you're gonna have yeah. to pull the plug let that thing be cpr certified <laughs> you're gonna be okay dude <laughs> just run a uh <laughs> r- run a hose into the snow-filled lawn and it'll be fine <laughs> Yeah, we're, 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 we'll be good. Just run that hose in the grizzly pool. Drop temperature of a couple degrees, right? That's not a bad idea. See, there you go. It's mm. reuse. Reuse, yeah. There we go. Uh, that's the questions. All right. We had an hour, 20 minutes of questions. And we got to a lot of them, which is fun. And I really appreciate people. These are great questions. In These are fun. It's a um, blast. Anything else from you, Luke? Um, no. I think I'm good. Anything else from you? Go pack, go. All right. This was a fun pod. I enjoyed it. Lots of good things happened here. I also don't think that me or James got in trouble with my mother. So hey. it's a successful week in Grizz Fan Podville. That's all I know. If we know you, or frankly, even if we don't, we will see you Friday in Washington Grizzly Stadium. Right. Get your butts to town. Let's do it. Go Grizz.